0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into the Company. You and me on the radio until noon time today. Are you ready? Good, so am I. I. Want to say good morning, good morning to all police and fire personnel, civil servants, healthcare employees, and good old number 41.
1: Right. Tomorrow
0: is 41's birthday. He's going to be actually uh, 39, but uh, in a couple of years we'll be able to have 41 on 41. Got lots for you today. I hope you're in, in the mood to hear some um, fun conversation and interesting stuff. I think you'll find. Uh, and uh, w- uh, but of course, you realize that we are not allowed um, to um, do this until we allow and invite uh, the honorable Peter J. Wiggins to be on. Good morning, Mr. Wiggins. Oh, uh, there it is. There it is. There it is. It's the crow. How are you, buddy? Doing good today, David. Ted. What last night? What huh? Last night the Norton Lancers girls varsity
2: basketball team beat Halston fifty one thirty five.
0: All right, all right, a win. Go.
2: And the Norton Lancers boys varsity basketball team beat Halston on the
0: road forty nine to forty. Uh huh. And today I got the Norton
2: Lancers wrestling squad against Brockton, and then ice hockey tonight against Ashland five thirty p.m.
0: Wow, what a busy day! Now you sound like you. Do you have a cold?
2: Nope, I don't have a cold. I'm feeling good.
0: All right, because you sound a little congested. Okay, if you're all right. Well, listen, partner, I really appreciate you calling in like this. He gets us off to a good start. Thank you very much, and, Davis. And, I feel good, and, I'm, and the cold is not going to bother me, and I've fought off the cold. All righty, all right. Shabbat shalom, partner. Thank you. Shabbat shalom, There <laughs> he goes. There he goes, Peter J. Wiggins, the honorary mayor of Norton, who uh, lets us know what's happening um uh, uh, Politically and uh, sports wise, hmm. pretty cool. Uh, Ten o'clock this morning. Um, Laura DeSimone is going to be here. Laura DeSimone, you probably recognize the name. DeSimone is uh, is uh, married to our mayor, Kathleen DeSimone, and and she's also a she's a spiritual teacher. Now she she posts a lot of things on on Facebook. Uh, to try to get you to have a good well, a good psyche, I think, a good spiritual psyche, a good a good positive attitude about what's happening and I, I want um, I want you to to know more about her and maybe you can uh, request uh, to be uh, on her page and uh, she'll fill you in on on the positivity that's available from a spiritually, motivated positivity stance, okay? All right. And then at uh, 11 o'clock this morning, um, my friend Patricia from Yesterday USA, Yesterday USA is uh, an online uh, radio show that features mostly uh, clips and conversations from old-time radio. And uh, we'll be talking about that and what they do, and you can throw that up on your uh, on your. Pewter someday when you're when you're working, and so we'll be talking with her about that. And at um, nine thirty this morning, uh, Benny is coming in. Benny Benoit and uh, a friend of his from the South Attleboro Lions. They're going to be talking about their um, oldies, their oldies fundraiser. It's their Ninth Come Love the Oldies uh, Dancing for Heat fundraiser for fuel assistance, and they'll tell you all about that. It's Friday the 9th of February, and so you, um, you stay with us, and we'll tell you all about it, okay? All righty. 508-222-1320, 508-222-1320 if you'd like to hop on the line. I wanted to talk to you uh, today uh, this morning about all of the junk that's going on and all of the, frankly, embarrassing situations happening within our community. Now, we just had a story in the, in the Chronicle about someone who, who had made a threat to the Jewish synagogue here in Attleboro. And um, someone's been charged, I guess. I I, I, don't, I won't bother with the name because I believe people are innocent until proven guilty. But I do want you to understand that, that when people do this, if anybody does this, and we're seeing a lot of this, by the way, now uh, as we make our way toward the, uh, the 24 election. As we make our way toward it, we find out and know, of course, that people are deciding they're going to try to threaten you. They want to try to make you afraid. They want to try to upset you. It's fruitless to do this. It's a futile opportunity. And we're going to talk about it because we have to make sure that this kind of stuff stops in our our city. 508-222-1320, telephone number to call, 508-222-1320. So I wanted to talk to you. You know, we've had so many different disturbing incidences in uh, the city of Attleboro and around for such a long time. And now we have someone attempting to uh, threaten and try to intimidate uh, the members of uh, a good Hakim. And I don't know if the person they've charged is the person who did it or not, but I will tell you whoever did it, whatever person did it, is a coward. A coward. And lives their own life constantly in fear. This is why they try to threaten other people, try to scare other people, because they are scared to death. You know, I've been I've been in talk radio f- for a long time, and uh, although this this show isn't quite as vociferous as as others I have done, but we've had we've had really serious um, conversations and. And, and to-dos on radio over my career. I've, uh, I'm not a stranger to having my life threatened. I'm not a stranger to people walking up to me uh, outside a radio station or, or thinking they can intimidate someone. And this kind of action tells you exactly who they are. They are frightened to death little babies. They're scared to death. And they're also ignorant. And they are phony as hell if they think of themselves to be, for instance, a Christian. that somehow God is on their side. What, what, what is going on with these yutzes? And it isn't the only incident that's happened. We had these three people who decided to run for city uh, for a school committee. And they got a bit of a surprise, didn't they? They got a bit of a surprise because they something happened to them that does not normally happen. Doesn't normally happen to people who are new to being being uh, candidates. They picked a straw and got the short one. These three people have been, frankly, uh, in my opinion, disgraced publicly. The world knows um, which one of those people lied through their teeth, which one of those people is, uh, well, already known as the the village idiot, one of them. And then another person who didn't even bother to campaign, as soon as he realized the kind of magnitude of, um, of response he might get, From his very unpopular view, he silenced up. Doesn't mean his opinion didn't stand, but he just silenced up. Ridiculous. And now we have a book taking off the shelves of a school library because the word woke was divisive. It is so embarrassing to to see, and, and I'm going to tell you what this is all about. First of all, I'm going to tell you that it is embarrassing to see people who have a job, who have a job, like superintendent of schools, like head librarian, and they allow some poor misguided dummy to control them, to frighten them, to put political pressure on them, right? to <laughs> to remove a book, convince them that the word "woke" is divisive, to convince them that somebody's opinion. Somebody's opinion is divisive. Well, if you think opinion is divisive, it's already divided. I <laughs> didn't. So you haven't you haven't you haven't accomplished anything. And I'm really, really upset. And of course the other thing that happened was we had two well we we have the Honorable City council in Attleboro, and then we have those two other guys that, people that, guys, people that got got elected, who have refused to sign a resolution guaranteeing that you will be treated equally to everyone else. They are not signing that that resolution. They have instead decided to break their oath to the city council. Not once, but twice, because they've taken the oath twice. So these people have decided that they don't believe that you deserve human rights. They don't believe that you necessarily should have human rights. Do you think, tell me what you think the difference might be between these two jabronis on the city council and the guy who allegedly called Aguda Sakim and tried to threaten them. What do you think the difference, can you tell me what the difference is between these people? the two boneheads that, that don't understand what they've taken as an oath and this Yutz, whoever it is, who tried to frighten members of a, of a congregation who are minding their own business. How are they different? Can you tell me how they're different? Don't even bother. Don't, don't even bother trying to figure, think about it. You're not going to be able to. You can't tell me the difference because there is no difference. All of the school committee stuff was all about getting after the gay community, jumping ugly with the gay community. That's all it was. That's all it is. And it's still going on. It's still going on. And, and 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 the thing with with the school and the woke book, the poems from woke. You don't think that's about the gay community? You don't think uh, that the 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 candidate that tried to tell me that she accidentally started a CRT anti CRT webpage? Oh, I don't even go on there anymore. Does anybody believe that? It's stunning. Absolutely stunning. Good morning. Hello there.
3: It's Dave Kane. Yes, sir. Well, happy birthday, David Kane. Well,
0: thank you, sir. Who dis? this? Is
3: an old, this is an old buddy of yours from Junior Achievement in Washington.
0: Uh, oh, again? Hi, Andy. How are you? Good. How are you? Boy, we haven't heard from you in a long time.
3: Well, you know, nothing's happening in D.C. I didn't have anything to talk well, about.
0: Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, I, I figured you, you'd have to vamp. You don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, so what are you, uh, 32, 33?
0: Uh, yeah, just about that. Well, 33. You know.
3: Yeah. Well,
0: congratulations.
3: Uh, you, you're, uh, <laughs> your, your birthday came up in my calendar, and I thought, well, you know, for an old guy, you probably needed some help on the air.
0: Yeah, well, you know, of course, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. you know the kind of help to give me because you were properly trained.
3: That's true. You did train me here. I, I, can, <laughs> I wouldn't even I, take I, credit for that, yeah. I, I can fetch, You sent me some kibble, it's great.
0: Yeah. This is Andy Field from ABC, of course, and uh we, we have him on a lot, but he's been trying to cut down to spend more time with the family and uh just take it easy. Hey, how's that going for you? Good?
3: Uh well we're divorced now, so I have plenty of time. Oh, good. <laughs> No, we're we're, we're fine. actually the uh, the west side of town. So I
0: figured, well, oh, know, God come. bless you. That's great. Now, do you want to yes. chime in uh, on what's happening in your town? Because you you guys are pretty well, busy why, too.
3: Why not? Why not? This are you going to be
0: uh, making any contribution to the uh, uh, GoFundMe page for Mister Trump?
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, the first thing I'm going to do is is uh, is, is visit E Carol Alago in in Florida, and uh, and then see the Gene uh, Carroll Tower in on uh, Fifth Avenue. Yeah,
0: okay. gonna have yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, that, yeah that'd yeah, that be good. E. Carroll Malargo. I like that very much. No. no. <laughs>
3: um, you know, it, it, it's just astonishing, the, the quality of the attorneys that Donald Trump finds Where uh the the plaintiff asked for 11 million dollars and you're such a good lawyer that the jury gives you gives the the people fighting you in court eight times that amount
0: yeah and 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 she was the same attorney that diss, dissed the jury uh, finding in the last trial saying well it was only a jury trial and she's talking to a jury.
3: Well, what's interesting, you know, I was talking to some attorneys, and I I wasn't in the courtroom, but we have people uh, who cover this every day. And, of course, they are appealing this decision. The problem is, in order to appeal a a decision um, in court is you have to find errors that were made by the the trial judge. And every time the trial judge told her uh, to be quiet or to, to stop bringing things up, she didn't object. She just said, okay. Yeah. Well, if, if you don't object, you have really not a whole lot to bring
0: up. Yeah, I okay, got no recourse. Absolutely right. not. Absolutely, yeah, I so, know. Uh, oh. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable.
3: Well, what's amazing is he's already, I think, the first verdict where he was found, found, found liable for sexually assaulting Eugene Carroll, I think he lost a $5 million verdict. Mm-hmm. And you know, people keep saying, "Well, he's just going to run out the clock, and if he gets reelected, he can, he, he is president can pardon himself." You can't pardon yourself in a civil uh, state case. No, you can't.
0: President. No, that's right. Yep,
3: that's number one, and and number two, he's already had to pay that five million. He had to put. It's like buying a house; you have to put the money in escrow, which is in the in a bank at the at the um, at the court. And if you don't win your appeal, you don't get that money back. He's going to have to do something similar in this case, although I'm not sure he has to put the whole $83 million, uh there. But, you know, people keep thinking, well, you know, for a billionaire, what's $83 million? $83 is a, a lot. That's
0: a lot. That's a lot. I want to ask you about this because I run out of time. I have a 930 guest coming in, but I wanted to ask you about this. We just had a, an incident here in uh, in Attleboro. Of a of a guy um, threatening um, uh, a uh the um, Jewish—that's um, the word I'm looking for. You, yeah. um, Rabbi? I no, know. no, the the the, the, ch- the, the congregation. Um, the uh, oh
3: oh oh yeah, well, the temple.
0: Temple. Thank you. Um, yeah. It went out of my head. and so he 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 called and tried to threaten these people. And it's astounding to me. Now, they, they've, they've got a guy that's been charged. He hasn't been found guilty or anything yet. But I'm thinking to myself, you know from your experience of seeing everything in the public, these people have got to be the biggest cowards I've ever seen in my life.
3: Well, like, these hate crimes, I mean, the hate crimes are growing in this country, which is why there are federal laws. And, and you kind of wonder, like, for example, in Buffalo, the uh, the shooter in that uh, grocery store, massacre they had up there a number of years ago, uh, was convicted. And then the federal court came, uh, well, the federal uh, government came after the person with the hate crime charges and was convicted there. Federal hate crimes uh, carry, I think, the death penalty in certain circumstances, which is why uh, they were passed in the first place to add an incentive not to do these things. So uh, I don't know what kind of charges have there been federal or local charges against this person, but um, you know we're seeing this growing uh, hate crime problem in this country, a lot of it fueled by uh, extremist politicians, and not necessarily just on the right but on the left as well of
0: course yeah
3: yep. and and uh, that's becoming a, a huge problem and then you have certain politicians that don't call that out. Uh, you know, famously, it was uh, Donald Trump in the Charlottesville uh, riots a number of years ago, where he says, well, there were good people on both sides of the
1: issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: you know, when, when you have when you have politicians both sides in something and one of those sides are Nazis and white supremacists, we have a problem.
0: It's astounding to me. I mean, and and we have had so many uh, attacks uh, public attacks, that is to say, uh, political attacks and on, uh, on the gay community here as well that's that's reared its ugly head and it's just not the, the city that I've known Attleboro to be over the years and it's it's really disheartening it's, it's disheartening.
3: Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's terrible and then you know of course we see in, in states uh, where is it I, was it was was it Ohio I think it was Ohio just the other day a couple of days ago. Where they had passed this, um, uh, the, the uh, Republican legislature passed a bill that would ban gender affirming care. So for 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 teenagers, for kids yes. uh, who have body dysmorphia or have the you know some real psychological issues uh, with the gender they were born with, and you know in in most cases, which is odd to me, is that many. Republicans say, "Look, you know, it's all—it's always up to the parents to decide these things, except when it comes to things we don't like or we hate, which right. in this right. case includes transgender issues." Right. Well, the Republican governor in that state vetoed that bill, saying, "This is cruel. This is a matter of life and death. There are kids who commit suicide over this, and it's not up to the state to decide." This was a Republican governor who said that he vetoed it this yep. past week the Republican legislature in Ohio overrode his veto. So if you're a child who has these issues in Ohio, you can't get that care that in many cases people desperately need. So either a child or the parent has to move to another state or, well, good luck.
0: I hope I can get you to come on uh, another time when we have some more time. I know you're a busy guy because I'd like to hit a lot of these issues with you, I want to thank you for taking the time to call today, though. I appreciate well,
3: it. I Wish you a happy birthday. Thank you, you sir. Uh, you young whippersnapper, and uh, <laughs> my best in uh, Attleboro and the greater Ocean State Bay State area. Oh, and Nutmeg State, I'm sure they live. Oh, don't forget, the,
0: forget the Nutmeg. Yeah, don't forget those guys. Yeah. Thanks <laughs> a lot, Andy. I appreciate it.
3: All right. Bye bye now. God bless you. See you.
0: All righty, you and me on the radio till noontime today. Uh, we have the crew here. Finally, we have the crew. We have uh, young young Benny Benoit uh, with the <laughs> South. Now, uh, Benny, we need a microphone. Oh, uh which one? That one. There you go. Okay. Hi. Good morning. Okay, good. Good all to right. see you. You all set? Yes. Now, sir. he's with the South Albert <laughs> Alliance. He, all right. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, <my God. laughs>
4: You don't have a gun under under the no oh.
0: no no I just no no, oh, no and and Kevin Kevin, Kevin Began Kevin from Began the Lions is here from the Lions he's, and he's yeah he's, and and of course Karen is here Karen we, we're glad to have you here Karen because uh, frankly I don't know what to do with Benny <laughs> we Benny. don't either stop talking and touching it to Benny will you <laughs> Karen do you know can you tell me what to do with Benny
2: excuse me I can't hear can you can you
0: tell me what to do with Benny
2: I'm his wife.
0: Well, okay. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go any further. Okay. Good. Thank you. Because I got an idea what you do with them, but I won't. I'm not doing that, Karen. Okay. <laughs> all right. So listen, the South Alabama Lions. Uh, Kevin is here too, and he's going to tell us what what's coming up. I have a feeling they, they might. Now I don't have to read any of this stuff. I've memorized it all. Of oh, course. Yeah. There's no gave, possible uh, way. <clears throat> oh, thank you. You were
4: terrific this morning. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Go ahead, Kevin. Tell me what's going on.
5: We've got one of our more popular fundraisers called yeah, "Come so. Love with Come Dancing with the Oldies." Oh, cool! It's our ninth year. Wow. Kenny uh, is our leader of the Lions this year, and this is something that he's promoted for nine years, and it's our way to help with giving donations to the Heat Foundation. Attleboro gives heat donations to seniors who need help getting through the winter. Mm-hmm. One of our best things, and it's, it's a fun time, a way to get out, really get some great entertainment. I'll let Benny tell you more about what it's like.
0: All right, Benny. It's,
4: you're on, baby. I am?
0: All right. What up?
4: What's it about? It's about really raising fun for heat. Okay. Incorporated. We used to, we had another, through the uh, senior center, they had another we yep. They handled it before. Now we went to the heat exchange in Attleboro. In fact, it's, it's right here. There's one here. Yeah. Okay. They're giving checks out, right? Yeah. Yeah. To uh,
0: Benny is showing me pictures on the radio. Yes, okay, yes. Go ahead, Benny. a couple of pictures
4: say. where we haven't yeah. given checks out. One for five thousand. One for uh, three thousand. Yeah. Yes. Very That's cool. what comes out of this. That's game. excellent. It all right. goes for people that really can't raise. You know, don't have money to should have Funds to feed And we of leave course. it up to them to do it. We just give them the money because we trust them. They're going to do it. You sure. Know what I mean? Of course. So, so the, it all came about years ago. We used to uh, put food together, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, give food out. Oh. And we decided all right. let's have the dance. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And we'll uh, have an event. That'd it costs cool. money to put it on, of course. Yeah. But in return, we get like twice as much, so we get well, money to go to Of course. Sure. All right. So that, that was the idea. And you've been doing this for this is the yes, ninth Yeah. So the year. idea is to have fun. Yeah. Raise money. And in the end, give money out to a, a charitable cause. You know, uh, it, we yeah. serve. You know, people that need, that need. Period.
0: And this is, this is the ninth year you guys to doing
4: Hopefully, this. we'll go for ten. We'll see what happens every year. You well, know Well, wait a I minute. Mean? Let's get the ninth one out of the way first, <laughs> Benny. All <laughs> right, right? right, don't be pushing. i uh, me tell you, we got the, uh, the greatest people there. That's going to be, we're at the Elks, first of all, the best place in Alabama. South Alabama. Oh, yes, because you've yeah, you okay. got the room, they'll, they'll plow for us if it's snowing and stuff like that. Good, It's yeah. a great place, you know what I mean? And um, uh, Young's does the catering, you know. Yeah. We just do hors d'oeuvres, that's all. We don't yeah. put on a meal. Oh, yeah. The sure. whole thing is to come for dancing. And we have this year, repeat, we have the uh, Villainaires. They're a great group. You know well, I mean?
0: he only bringing them back because everybody loved them the last oh, yeah. time. So and don't and take we, credit for that. That's the, them. They they entertain yeah. the audience. And the, reman- and yeah. and the remnants, they're a great remnants, group. remnants, yeah. Everybody, yeah.
4: they followed them. So yeah, not, right. And this year we got Portia Functions coming back. She is the uh, daughter of uh, Tony Functions, which is a platter singer. Yeah, right. And she sings, uh, what is it, Whitney Houston's song, Like You Can't Believe. Oh, she's yeah, okay. she's worth the price of the ticket. We didn't yeah. have her last year. We've been seeing her at the VFW in Taunton. And what a show she puts on! You can't yeah. believe it. Good, hey, you got to come and see her. All right, just good. For that, All right, you know. So that's the thing. We brought her back. You know what I mean? But the whole thing is to get people there to dance and have fun. You know what I mean? All right. We end, we start with the villainaires, and Porsche comes in for an hour. We ended up with the remnants, which you know they can dance to everything. Even dance to Porsche. She sings where you get up and dance too. You know, you feel mm-hmm. you want to get up and dance. It's the whole thing. You know what I mean? Sure. So. That's the whole thing. Is uh, no what's
0: what is your are you are you a, a, a jitterbug guy Ben? Well,
4: I kind of like get up with the ladies if they drag me up and you know, have a little have a little. Yeah, um, wait, hold on I a,
0: a Ka- Karen is laughing. Why are you laughing? It at-
2: because I've never seen him jitterbugging. Him. <laughs> And it, you know, just kind of
0: like thinking about what he would look like. Yeah, I, down I, I on know, the floor. J- I know. Isn't that awful? I know. <laughs> that, I'm a, well, what, what a kind of a dancer are you?
4: Well, I don't know. I have the, in, inside him. I hear that music going. I just get up. And He's a good dancer. Got to do it. Is he a good dancer? Yes. He is. Okay, yeah. That's about it. And uh, you know, yeah. the ladies are always good to me. Come on, come on. Let's go. Let's have fun. See
0: that now? Are you are you a good singer, Benny?
4: I don't know. I used to be good, in, a good, uh, yeah. acapella and stuff like that. Oh before. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I can't <laughs> tell you how good I was. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I just wanted because I mean, I thought he may have gone from singing to dancing. I can always uh, sing. Because he can't remember the words of the song. (laughs) That's probably (laughs) it. Now, how about you, Kevin? Are you a big dancer?
5: Oh, I look forward to it every year. It's our chance to really go out. My wife and I, Lori and I, we go cut the rug for four hours, and now we've got three bands. We only had two last year. Wow.
0: Now, how many? uh, You're uh, involved in this. in a shorter time than Benny was. You've- so I'm
5: lucky uh, that I've come on and actually got the experience for folks like Benny. I've been with the Lions for three and a half years. Yes, yeah, Okay. So yeah. for that reason, uh, I'm really seeing all the good things they do. Yeah. The Lions yeah. has great events that help the community. This is one of uh, the more popular ones. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, yeah. I'm glad that I've been part of the committee. I'm the treasurer. So they call me the money man. Oh, yeah. I okay. help to make sure that we're raising enough money and keep all the expenses going just Very right. Cool. Very cool. Because you've got to watch Benny. You know? his, I, his he's got to watch me, too. His, <laughs>
4: his reports are something else. You What's that? It. Why? Why? Because
5: he's down right to the, everywhere <laughs> right with to the, the reports. Right the, you know, oh, yeah, right. Of course,
4: the dots and T's, you know.
5: Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Yep, he, d- yep, he doesn't sure. miss yep. anything. Yeah. Well, that's cool. If, that's if, cool. If I could, Dave, just want to make sure that everyone hears it's February 9th. So it's Friday, February 9th. It's a couple weeks from now. We're hoping that a lot of people are able to find out if they can find the time. It's from 7 o'clock to 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at the Elks Club, which is 887 South Main Street. We're selling tickets. Um, if, if anyone wants tickets, we hope they can call Pat at 508-509-5400. It's the say, way that, we, say the sure? number again. So her name's Pat, mm-hmm. and her phone number is 508 509 Five four zero zero. She is great in making sure people get their tickets. We want to make sure everyone can get in touch with her so they can get their tickets well in advance of February 9th.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that sounds like a really good time. Yeah, now,
4: we're organized pretty good.
0: Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, now these two groups that you have—the groups are saying, I know that uh, Miss Poncha she uh, she does an in one and yes. do people dance while she's on? Oh yes. Oh, they dear. want to dance.
4: Well, I understand they, they, they want to dance, but And I mean, they I did, dance didn't right well. around her as she's singing,
0: oh, doing her thing. Oh, you know? excellent. Well, that sounds great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the good. other two groups, that. these are all oldies. Uh, yeah, groups, right. Well,
4: one, you know, Villeneuve's are like an a cappella group, you know. They're singing 70s, 80s, 90s songs. Even, oh, really? Oh, yes. Okay. They're very good. Yeah, they're very yeah, good. All right, yeah, yeah. Very good. And, and the, the, other, and the other they're group, They're terrific. Yeah. You know, Just, they're booked all the wall. And did they do do they They, 50s supporters. And 60s
0: primarily, or? What's that? I'm sorry. Do they do 50s and 60s or remnants? Oh, yes.
4: Yes. Yes, they do. No, but yeah. I mean, do they, they fe- feature they, they, that? They're, they're booked up pretty solid all year, remnants. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, they're really booked.
0: Do, do you know, are they... Are they a, a, I'm just trying to find out if there's oldies. I mean, 50s,
5: oldies, They will play some or 50s. Do they do, they'll yeah. play 60s. They'll play 70s. And yeah. even for who comes to these dances, um, they range from 20-year-olds to 80-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, we that, find anyone who comes has fun. We had about 200 people who came last year. We're hoping to get as many as that's can great. make it. It's yeah, uh, a great time with some food but more about the dancing and really having fun together. And people, and people like this music. I mean,
0: uh, it doesn't matter how old they are. You know, you say, oh, well, these 20-year-olds. But if you are into the oldies, you're into the oldies, and you really, really care about them. And I had Gary Lewis on with me. Oh, uh, no, really? Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, last week, we had Gary Lewis on the show. Wow. And... Uh, and uh, that was my second time having them. You missed them both times, Benny. I'm sorry. No, I'm. I'm going to start taking attendance.
4: I try to listen in the morning. No, you. I don't. really do. No, you don't. No,
0: uh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> now, I want, I really want to make sure that that everybody has all the details for this because this is this. There's so much to put this on. Kevin, let's talk a little bit about all of the stuff that it takes to. put put something like this on. So a lot
5: of this is really making sure we've got the right bands that are able to have the music that people want to be there for, getting the food that's going to be available for the hors d'oeuvres and other sandwiches that people want. We then need to make sure people are aware of it. It's not easy today to actually get everyone to look at the same Media, not mm-hmm. everyone listens to the same radio, the same TV. Except our sure goal, everybody Of course. Listens to this. Quite, yeah. So the goal is for us to make sure people know about it. We mm-hmm. think Attleboro's one of the most giving communities when they know there's an event that's going to help certain mm-hmm. causes. They're there to do it. They we really just... are. They really are very generous. And, right. and, and that's our goal to really help people to know about this and what it's for and how it's going to help with the heat that people need that can't afford it. And uh, I, even though it's not that cold, there are a lot of problems that come up when it does get cold. We need to make sure Attabar knows how to help people. Yeah, and, 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 and dancing in your kitchen doesn't keep you warm enough
0: if you don't have your heat on, right? So we want you to do the dancing at, at the Elks
5: so we can have the money to pay for keep people warm. We, we think they'll enjoy themselves yeah. if they come. And the key is to make them realize, even though the world is, word is oldies, it's for everybody. Everybody who wants to have a good time, a great they night. should come. Yep. Again, okay, we're
0: going to take a break. And when we come back, we have more with Benny and Kevin and uh, Karen, who is here to keep Benny out of trouble. It's not easy, but she does the best she can. All right, you and me on the radio till noontime today. Uh, we're talking about oldies and dancing and paying for the heat. Mm. And with me is Benny Benoit from the uh, South Attleboro Lions and Kevin, is it Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin Began. Um, Kevin Began. You, you'd hear that if I had turned his mic on, Kevin Began. And, uh, and, and, and in addition to what's happening on February 9th in South Attleboro at the Elks, the 9th uh, annual uh, Love the Oldies Dance, uh, Benny has something else he wanted to plug to. What's that,
4: Benny? Well, the thing is uh, <clears throat> we're trying to advertise where we can. Right now on County Street, the uh, Balfour Riverwalk, the fence there, we have a a billboard. Oh, yeah. With the uh, the banner up there now. so the dance. That's what it looks oh, like. Oh, okay. All so right. people can, they drive by all the time. It's, oh, yeah. It's so a great spot to put it. So yeah, so you get... Everything's yeah. there if they... Uh, Miss the information. Yeah, you, by, of the light, you by, look to the left and you see it right it. there. Yeah, yeah. That's really That's cool. That's all. Just yeah, yeah. Yeah. an extra, extra few. Okay, good,
0: good. Now, what are some
5: of the other things the Lions are involved in now?
4: Oh, good, Kevin. you got things coming up.
5: <laughs> this is our busiest month. We appreciate ah, your asking, Dave. Right. Not only do we have the well, come says love right the here. oldies. <laughs> Ask for it. <laughs> Not only the come lo- love the oldies, we actually have a dinner in the dark that we've had now for our oh, third I year. I love this. It's an awareness I event so yeah. that anyone who comes to the event, which takes place in Pawtucket at the uh, German American Club, it is a way to learn what it's like to be blind. We go in, we sit down, we wear blindfolds, and then we're served dinner. It is one of the most difficult things to get the screen beans. I wow. have found every time I've done this, I have to have a bib, and it's all over me. I uh, think it's an important way to really understand what it's like to be blind. The Lions has had a commitment for years to help the blind. We give over ten thousand dollars a year to the Mass Lions Eye Research Fund. We, we collect eyeglasses and send them overseas. It is one of our good events to help support the blind inside. Can I can I correct area. you
0: correct you on one of the good events? I think you should have said one of the many events. One of the many you events. guys do. We all do all the time. We do many things. Yeah.
5: That is February 24th. So that's three weeks from now on a Saturday night. Um, it is something that if anyone wants to learn about dinner in the dark, they need to call 508-466-7026- we also have a website. Yeah, I was going to say, do you have a website? Um, the website is South Attleboro Lions, one word, SouthAttleboroLions.org, and it lists all the many events that we have. But I have one more I do want to mention, and it's, it's called Attleboros Have Hearts. We actually did a fundraiser over the last three years, two fundraisers, to try to raise money for the food pantries, and we raised mm-hmm. over $20,000 over those two years. We're doing it again. It's backed by popular demand. We did one for 2022 in their heart signs all no, over yeah, Attleboro. No,
0: you describe the signs. It's so it's
5: about, it's about um, it's a sign you can put on your lawn. It's a red heart. Now, I want to point out that
0: Kevin just put his hands up to show us the size of the sign <laughs> on radio. So now we've had Benny's pictures, and we've got <laughs> Kevin's hands. Very good.
5: It's buddy. about maybe 12 pretty, by sure. well, 20 And with these signs, it's a big red heart with 2024 that's going to be on the sign to show that you really are supporting the food pantries. There are eight food pantries in North Attleboro, South Attleboro, Attleboro we've been supporting. We think it's a great cause. We'll be in Capron Park in the first three Saturdays, Sundays, and Fridays of February, and we'll be asking for donations if anyone wants a sign we actually ask him to stop by we're asking for a donation of at least 5 dollars per sign it's all going to go to the food pantries none of this is staying with the lions it's a pass through to make sure we're helping the food pantries unfortunately the lines in the food pantries are not getting shorter we have heard from the pantries they need help we hope this is another thing that individuals will see the signs all around town see the hearts remember that's the lions club raising money mm.
4: And just further on the uh, come up, um, yeah, eating in the dark, as we
0: say. Dinner in the
5: dark.
4: The uh, man running it, Tom Heelan, he would like to come in, if he can, on the 17th, talk Absolutely about not. Okay. <laughs> I know it. <coughs>
5: <laughs> of course
4: not. What do you think? I got nothing else to do? Well, I don't know. I just thought I'd ask you. Uh, I, Tom, I, no, tell me about Tom. Tom's a great guy. He's uh, He was our past president, and he's really into this... Uh, Dinner in the Dark thing. Yeah, yeah. But he's very, very active in the alliance period, you know what yeah. I mean? Very active. So he, he's pushing this thing to try and help out. It's a great time. It's a great time. You know, he has entertainment. He has the uh, Swedish type of people dancing. What well, is they, it? They're German. It's German-American German German, club. Yeah. <laughs> it's German. <laughs> anyway, I go down to, just to drink the German <laughs> beer. I love it, you know what I mean? And it's a great time. And yeah, you go through a session where you actually eat in the dark. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's it. Sure, you know? yeah. That's it. It's a good time. It's a very good time. Great well, food. Good place. It's a good place to Now
0: do you get any of your food in your mouth or do you have it all down your bib like? <laughs> well Kevin? you look
4: at it before and you put put a you put a blindfold on because you know. Well I understand that, really but I, that I wanna know good.
0: when it's over, are you wearing it or eating it? Oh yeah, it could be. He's wearing
5: you it. Do? <laughs> you do, you do.
4: You know, that's a, that's that's the a thing, f- and they do have some people that are actually blind. They do, they do. Come, okay, yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. Okay, they have no problem yeah, at all. Yeah. You know, but well, they've s- had more practice slops than you, had. you know. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> anyway, and, I just give an additional push for. And,
5: for and string beans, Kevin has been your. Oh, it's hard string getting those string beans get, when you're not able to see them. Well, they roll off they, the they plate.
4: They stay off a of spaghetti though. Now this is
0: <laughs> this is really interesting because. Uh, For someone who's never heard about this before, you know, this dinner in the dark, it gives you an opportunity also to kind of be thankful for any plus blessing you feel that you have, that you don't have to have somebody say your potatoes are on the left or your carrots are up at 10 o'clock or whatever they do. Did Did they tell you where it is?
5: Well, there is a plate you can look at before you're served that will give you an idea what's at 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, or 4 o'clock. Except you
0: don't know if they're giving you the plate in a different position. So your 10 o'clock just became 20 after.
5: There's a lot of hope when you start eating. That's no doubt. People are served. Yeah, But it's a great awareness event. We find that for the money involved, it's a way that people can have a great time going out but also know the money's going toward blind um, research, toward blind activities. It's one of the Lions' key focus points.
0: And uh, and, and you can actually get tickets and information on both these
5: things, right? At um, SouthAttleboroLions dot Okay, it should be on the. These should, should be on the. Uh... I think think it is, but there's also a phone number on the flyer about who to actually contact. It's a very busy month. We hope that everyone can help our three causes. Again, the oldies helps for heat. There's
4: always causes.
5: The the money that we're doing for Attleboro to have hearts is helping the food pantries. And the dinner in the dark is, again, helping for the different Lions blind um, research and also...
0: And the interesting part of this, too... um, this dinner in the dark thing, I think after you do it, you will be amazed how your eyes have been opened. Right. To especially the, to, the,
5: to the struggle.
0: Especially and, when you
5: see what's on your bib. There's no doubt. I understand. Yeah, yeah right, exactly. And, and I think that's why we've created this event as a real opportunity for people to understand how lucky they are and how a little help for those individuals who are blind, goes a long way. Just being able to understand how they need to go through their life, whether it's walking from one place to another, whether it's eating food, it is something that I think that awareness helps to make you a better person and also help you better when you're actually helping those who might not be able to see or hear.
0: And that's um, that's just three of the many things that are going on oh. with the South Alabama Lions and— uh, and you know, and and we want you to know about it, even though I have to put up with Penny being. Yeah, and I we mean, got the a, golf coming a, up
4: too. Uh, with golf, absolutely, that's an annual thing when, too. When is it? When's the golf at It's down at Chamawa uh, it, golf go,
5: club. It's going to be in May. I believe it's the second Saturday or Sunday of May. We'll have more information to pass out. We do good on that. It's a a very big fundraiser for us to raise money for Lions Charities. And uh, it is at Chamawa every year. Um, We love having golfers who come out. There are all the different Mm -hmm. games, the closest to the pin, the Mm hole-in-one. There are different putting and also driving contests. Um, People who do it come back year after year, and we're hoping that we can get a lot of people this year too. So yeah, you you no see, rain. You, you can no see rain. we're
4: ongoing, Every, you know, ongoing. We're not stopping. We're trying to raise money all the time. You know, the events coming up. Events coming up. Now, do you do you golf? No, I'm I'm the guy who goes around and takes the pitches. Oh, oh, good. All That's right, what good. I do. All right, good, I go around, good, yeah. Get a cart uh, and go around. Have you ever played golf? You know, I, as a little kid, I did way back. This, I uh, got to play uh, bo- baseball, golf. They can chase my ball. I don't want to chase a damn thing. Oh, you don't want to go chasing. it. You <laughs> don't want to go right. trying to find it is Yeah, it? well, that's it. Yeah, so. I know.
0: Yeah.
4: It's fun. It's a fun event. It's a fun event.
0: And so is there a time when the Lions aren't doing something? Well, we do you try get a chance to, to just have a meeting and sit and hit the bar or whatever? It well, is? It,
5: the Lions is a social and also a charitable yeah. event. So we do have meetings twice a week, which mm-hmm. gives a chance for twice members. I'm sorry, twice a month. That gives members a chance to get together, socialize, and plan our events. Um, our first one is the first of the mo- uh, Wednesday of every month we meet at the Moncou. The second time is the third Wednesday every month where we meet at the Attleboro Industrial Museum. Uh, for members, it's a chance to catch up, really share stories, get together. Mm-hmm. There are always other events that are social events, too. Mm-hmm. We are every week at the um, American Legion for a mm-hmm. meat raffle. We are involved in mm. the um, Winter Festival for Attleboro. So, yeah, our, our attempt is to really make sure people get together because by getting together, you're able to mm. do good things and really learn and love each other. Mm. Uh, I would say the best things this year, I remember Benny and I and others going to the PC Fryer Games together oh, or the PC Bruins Games. So for anyone who's out there... That could be interested in the Lions. We can tell them it's not only mm-hmm. doing charitable it's extent, events, extent, extent it's doing things two. together.
0: Yeah, you know, J- Jesse M.L. said to me one day, and I hadn't thought about this: is that you don't, you know, like when they're doing the ramps on the houses, oh, which God. is something we haven't mentioned yet. You got but more ramps up. They, they, they will invite people—I was going to say allow—invite people to come and help out. They don't need to be a member of the Lions. They need only want to be able to help out, and you're going to be welcomed to do that.
5: Anyone is welcome. And and I think the key is we're together as a club because we're committed to doing these events— we want to draw more people to realize by being a community together, we're all a lot stronger. I mean, I, and I would mention something. Karen is not only Benny's wife. She's one of the, the persons who's been involved, the South Attenborough Village Lions, who we partner oh, with. Impressive. And for that reason. Oh, the, yeah, but
0: you were one of the people, Benny said, couldn't, couldn't get a woman to come.
2: <laughs>
5: right. Have
0: you noticed who's sitting in the studio, Benny?
2: <laughs> but I told them early this morning, I will go with you.
0: Oh, okay. But you were you're were holding out. You're yep. holding out for the big money, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not get getting money.
5: But, but Karen's part of that, that other organization yeah. in Attleboro, the Village. South Attleboro Village Lions. We have another one called the Pause of Comfort in Attleboro. There are many opportunities for people to get involved. The South Attleboro Village Lions are extremely active. They put on their own events. They're joining us on the Come Love the Oldies. Yeah. But they also have events that are um, uh, different St. Patrick's Day parties. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that reason, I think that anyone who wants to get involved... Either the South Outboard uh, Alliance or the Village Lions have many things. If people are interested in our, the Lions,
4: they can come to our meetings. They don't have to pay for the meal at all. Just come, you know, see what's going on, listen to the meeting. Okay. So we invite people to come.
0: So you're buying dinner. And we'll pay Do for. Do they have meals. to be blindfolded to eat I, that yeah, dinner? How they come, you know. How, no, okay. how they
4: eat, you know. But we'll give them a free meal. Just come and listen to us. <laughs> if they're interested, maybe. Be,
0: Okay, we want to thank Benny and and uh, Kevin and of course Karen. Thank you so much for being <laughs> right. here uh, for the for the Lions and uh, doors are always open. Could
5: I just make one more
0: plug? Quick, we quick, want to quick.
5: make sure come love the oldies. Call Pat at 508-509-5400. Up yeah.
0: oh, snuck it in. All right, great. You know, I try to keep these people in line, but I don't have to do it. All right, listen. Um, um, you'll be back, I know, soon because I think he already hit me for the 17th to do something. Oh, I have thank no idea what. We'll find we'll out. All right. Thank you very much, Benny. You'll you never oh, know. You You're us. very I welcome. All right. It's time for guess what? That's right. Top of the hour. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Second Hour Candy Company. You will me on the radio until noon time. Want to say good morning. Good morning to all police and fire personnel, civil servants, health care employees, and good old number 41. It's his birthday tomorrow. <laughs> you and me on the radio celebrate, And now we have a very important individual uh, to visit us, uh, Laura DeSimone. Good morning, Ms. DeSimone. How are you? Good
6: morning, Dave. How are you, my brother?
0: I, 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 very well, thank you. I have, uh, um, I'm listing you as a spiritual teacher. However, uh, you are also something else that people may not know. What's that? You are the you are Attleboro's first lady. I know. Yeah. Isn't I'm,
6: that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Just another hat I wear. It no, does not no, a real, you know.
0: No, I know. There's just no. Just kind position, of one of the but, many hats. Yeah. But it's really. I was thinking about it the other day, and I said that's really cool because you know you don't think about that on a city level. You know, because yeah. you don't usually have spouses of mayors on. Oh, right. not you know think that wasn't it, a thing. But no, yeah. but I mean, you think about it. Normally. They're not in that position, yeah. But you are because you are fascinating me.
6: Oh, thank you, brother. I wear several hats. I, yeah, know, I'm a yeah. mom. I'm a classroom teacher. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what do you teach?
0: Where do you teach?
6: Um, I teach at Wamsutta well, Middle School, seventh and eighth grade math. And oh, um, that's yeah, seventh
4: yeah. and eighth grade. I tough. know. I get that a lot that's from a transition. lot of people. They're like, yeah. oh, I don't know how you do that's it. That's the year but when
0: you say to your kids. But you were always such a good kid, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well,
6: you have to love them. Believe me, this is my 23rd year in the classroom, Dave, and I wouldn't still be here if I didn't love them for the little people that they are. Sure. So, you know, the little human beings, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I feel very blessed to, to be in their lives and to be able to offer them, you know, some... Uh, like mindful moments and meditation, beginning of every but class.
0: And th- This 7th this, this and 8th, I don't think 7th and 8th people think of them as little kids, as little ones. Yeah. They're, they're well, a lot of them the, are taller than I am. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. I have a 14-year-old grandson that I have to look up to. Yeah. Not only emotionally, but, but you know, I physically. You. Yeah. 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 Um, so... How long have you been teaching?
6: 23 years. This is oh, my yeah. 23rd year in the classroom. Oh, cool. And I'm uh, looking forward to retirement at the end of the 28, 29 school year. Oh, so yeah. five more years after this. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And um, when did you start doing the spiritual stuff in classrooms? Yeah. Or generally first? Yeah. When so, did you get into
6: um, that? The, the story's kind of a you know a circuitous one. Yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, I first heard Spirit's voice when I was 13 um, and have done a lot of work, um, you know, sitting in counseling chairs and through meditation. I've been regularly meditating for over 20 years, so um, that's greatly helped.
0: My, my problem is falling asleep.
6: Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that, too. Yeah,
0: um, well, Go ahead. You continue. Uh,
6: so, yeah. So, um, you know, um, it's, been, um, it's been a circuitous route, but... Um, but as far as, like, like physically, be, you know, labeling myself as a spiritual teacher, and I haven't actually taught in a couple of years, and I think that, you know, timing is always good. But I have to say, like, probably the most, the highest accelerator was um, being with my dad uh, when he passed. So there's kind of a, <clears throat> a neat story behind that. So I was, he was in hospice, and yeah. um, it actually only took him five days. He was very ready. And they had booted me out of the room to do something, you know, to him. And so um, I was sitting out there and I happened to look down on the table next to me and there was a flyer on Reiki. And I was like, huh, what's that? So this is October 2015. Um, Mm. I picked up the flyer and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. So um, I had already been taking, um, you know, going on spiritual retreats and, um, you know, really honing my self-care and um, skills and, um, of course, you know, regularly meditating. But I was sitting in my first Reiki 1 class in February 2016, and it kind of just took off from there, um, mm. you know, as far as, um, you know, this this latest route. Mm. It. it, it
0: You know, you're talking about um, spirituality in it. Now, I don't know uh, Kathleen extensively, but I, I know she's not into that kind of stuff. So to speak, right? I mean I've talked to her about my forty one stuff and experience. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah and Nick. I get the oh yeah. You know, I mean yeah. and 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 you on the <laughs> other hand are on, on the other end of the thing. How does that work out between two people? Like if you, I, you have know, I, I mean I,
6: it's it's a relationship. It's um, you know, we each have our own things and we've got a collective group of common friends. Yeah, and, but I
0: just mean in yeah. within that area. I don't know. You know I I um, I'm, I'll
6: just keep conversation to, you know, focused on me?
0: Yeah, but the, I guess the reason one of the reasons yes. I ask is because um I do a lot of talking and stuff with people who yep. have lost children. Yeah. Yeah. And parents, you know, you'll have a, a wife as an example, a mother, excuse me, who is absolutely believes that their child is knocking on their door, who feels it, who knows it, who wants it. And then you have a husband many times who's just... And it causes real friction in that relationship. And it causes friction with dealing with the grief yeah, of losing a child.
6: Yeah, I, um, it, it, yeah.
0: And that's I, that's I, what I that's where I went to. Yeah, today.
6: yeah. So um, you know, on that note, do you know uh, Melissa Brastow by any chance? No. Um, she runs a great moms group um, uh, for uh, moms who have lost um, you know children, mm-hmm. and I'll uh, we'll be speaking with her. Um, you know, her her moms group on, in February. Um, but as far as the relationship, like, yeah. I—, I I don't know. Like, you know, like sometimes people are just different people and, you know, you, you connect on what you can connect on. Yeah, but on. if you,
0: yeah, but you, and that's fine. But I'm just yep. saying, for someone like yourself, yep. who is a spiritual person, yep. someone like yourself who, who, who feels that you have some, some answers, some, some stuff to share.
6: I often right? feel like I've got more questions than answers. Oh, well, but
0: like that too, <laughs> I'm sure. But it's like when I talk to people, you know, about my 41 stuff and the book I wrote and all I just, I say to people, look, If you come to my house for a Christmas party and I tell you the buffet's in the dining room, if you don't go in the dining room, it's not my fault you didn't eat. And that's what I feel when I'm trying to get this message out to people yeah. not because I want to brag about my kid or say oh look what I got yeah. I want to say look what I got and you can have it too yeah you, you yeah someone's I, trying to get through to you I and you're blocked yeah or you're looking the other way yeah or that's the
6: kind yeah of, so from you know if I'm put on my spiritual teacher hat yeah, you know yeah. I, I think we all are here to um for something that we agreed upon some kind of soul contract that we agreed upon before we came here now that's a really difficult message to um you know to, to sit across the table from somebody who lost a son like you know what i mean like you signed up for this why would i ever sign up for this mm-hmm. um but i do believe that our soul we we, we have I, for lack of a better term a mm. contract for things that we know that we would like to work on during this lifetime and so But um, well, that's the
0: answer, isn't it? They, 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 you you are of a higher understanding at the time you're doing signing that contract or making that contract. I, I believe that and to so, be true, yes. And so when you come down you go, What am I nuts? Did I sign for this? If we're but, lucky
6: enough we say that we're nuts, I do believe that like ninety-five percent of us are just walking around like mm-hmm. they have no freaking clue. They just they just live in life like they get up, they go to work, they come back home. Like there's no introspection, no um, reflection mm-hmm. or, um, you know, going inside. And, and I've spent most of my life going inside, figuring out who I am, why I'm here, um, turning those, um, those challenges, which for me started the day that I was born, literally into opportunities for spiritual growth. Um, so that's why I, that's how I look at those challenges. Mm. Um, I believe every trauma has a, has a place and a purpose for us to be able to grow and to learn from it. Um, and I believe firmly, I mean, all the the stuff that I've been through and that's saying it really nicely, you know, that I called that in. Yeah, I called that in. I called that in to be able to um, to grow and to evolve while i'm here because if i come back again i, I want to be i want to start at the point where i ended i don't want to go all the way back to square one yeah um, i um i've really been fortunate to be able to i guess see that through a lens of love um, f- throughout my entire life you know um, certain times like you know you're in the middle of it and you're like what the bleep like what's going on like I- I did like I called this mm. in, but um, always in retrospect, always after I'm doing the work or I'm in the work and I'm and I'm really trying to go deep into the why. And whenever uh, something like that comes up, I'll always ask myself, "What's the lesson here? What do I have to learn from this?" Um, and it's at those times, first of all, that I'm, I'm I feel I don't know if lucky is the right word, but Bless. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. I feel good to know that it's temporary and that I have something to learn and that right now it might really stink, but I give myself the time and the space and I ask those around me, you know, quite, you know, honestly, if I need help, I ask for help. Um, and that helps me get through it as well. Mm. So, you know, it goes back to those, you know, I don't know any statistics on like how many people are mindful and how many people Mm. are not mindful, but you and I both, right. I consider you a mindful person as well. You know, like you go through the world and you're like, wow, like, and it's not a judgment or anything. It's just like, okay, like, they have no idea what's the, going yeah, on this like, thing about pick, like spirit level wise yeah, picking you know?
0: what you picking what you're into or picking what happens to you or, or signing up as you said or contracting for it um, I did a lot for years i I did a lot of uh, malls and shopping center performances yeah and I would see you see them everywhere but I the, my memory is seeing. People in wheelchairs who are multiply handicapped, who are yep. blowing into a pipe to get the chair to move forward. Yeah. And I had a, a, a compulsion to want to walk over and just touch them.
6: Yeah. Because- I, I, the, the, I, I have to say, I have that too. The, the,
0: the, yeah, <laughs> the, the feeling that you you know- Still lay my hand on their a, heart. A, a, yeah. There's, well, not- I'm getting I'm selfish getting it from them not giving it to them. Yeah. You know uh, yeah. because I I see the, yeah. the, the the blessedness of it. Yeah. Uh because they did on some level say okay I'll take one from column A and one from Colape. Yeah. You know that people would would choose that. There's another th- thought process too where people say well this person um is uh, multiply handicapped or had this because they were terrible to people. Yeah, that whole like karma a, I, thing. I, that karma yeah, thing. I'm not. Yeah, yeah.
6: I don't. I don't really believe in self-flagellation, or you know, and no, I view it, that as of No, but i in the process of, of the yeah. of the learning process, yeah.
0: and saying, you know, I was such a <clears throat> jerk. Yep. You know, in my life. Uh, maybe I could... Oh,
6: within that same lifetime. Oh, yes, Okay, yes, that's yes, a little yes. different than well, I was no, thinking. I'm, I'm, saying, okay. I'm,
0: saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying the next lifetime, but I'm yep. saying you look back on this lifetime yeah. and say, you know, I was such a jerk. Yeah. Maybe I can have something or however that works, and, and I don't I... know how it works. Yeah. And they say, let me go get a taste of this to really learn it, to really understand yep.
6: it. I love those situations. And I have to say, I've got a couple of friends that were, you know, in that situation Mm -hmm. where they were going down a road and it's something clicked. You know, I'm not them. I'm not in it. I just know them after that fact. And they're beautiful human beings. Like, they have the most radiant hearts. But I do think that, like, we all learn from our experiences. So if you are in that point, whatever... Point in your life, like whether you're, you know, even still young or maybe much older, and you're able to reflect back and say, "Wow, like I was a real jerk," or you know, like whatever, and that you get that moment of like that what I like to call like an aha moment. You're, wow, like boom, like the the, the walls mm-hmm. fall down, your heart mm-hmm. starts to break open, and, and I think that those are moments to celebrate because you really do um you're really starting to understand who you are um and in my circles i would call that remembering with a capital r like you're remembering that you're that you are a soul inhabiting a body like this physical form is just at least in my perspective it's just a form like and my form is starting to really ache a lot lately the older Mm -hmm. i get um but but in my heart, I know that this isn't mm. the, the, the the tangible things that I can mm. touch they mean nothing. It's my it's the soul work and it's the heart work and so, it's, it's the work that I it's my it's the light that I shine in the world to so me let's that, that's talk my about this work. so
0: so if so if I am bringing things from a previous life
6: mm-hmm.
0: right yeah um I can do things that, I'm not qualified to do or would normally not be qualified to do.
6: Yeah.
0: Do you believe in, you obviously believe in reincarnation.
6: Yeah, yeah,
0: 100%. And how many times, or how many times, do you see where people obviously have been here before? Yeah. You can tell that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or feel that you can. I I feel it you can tell yeah,
6: yeah i feel it there are members of my family yeah. i'm not going to get into too much detail there cuz you know it's my family but um yeah that i've traveled with before yeah, yeah. for sure yeah that's
0: another thing yeah, yeah like that we that we all family and maybe this time yeah. you're the mother and next week you're the son and next week, that kind yep. of thing yeah yep. okay
6: yeah so yeah. I, I you know part of that soul contract too i do believe that there's people who we you know air quotes here travel with yeah and that we have traveled with before, um, and that our journey together unfolds through different iterations in this particular lifetime. And maybe even in this same lifetime, roles change. Um, but the the common two common threads, number one is is love. you know, like mm-hmm. why why am I here? I you know, i I view myself like this is what I'm here to do. i'm I'm here to love. My family and I were just talking about like, you know, like words that mean something to us. And I'm like, you guys know my words and love and truth. I'm like, yeah, I didn't even need to say it. Like I make that. That's just who I am. I've got that tattooed on my body several times and places. And um, so, so yeah, I, I I think that that's why we're here. Um, And I do believe that we even in this lifetime and certainly, you know, spanning lots of lifetimes that, yeah, w- we choose who we want to travel with. And um, and we choose the things that we want to work
0: on. So I, let's yeah. talk about ex-wives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Based on that, you say, I, yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it. You know, uh, oh, I chose this. Okay. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, this is. And so, in knowing, like, when you see or hear or experience, like Nick, I mean, Nick wrote, and reams and reams and reams of writing. That yeah. he couldn't possibly know about. In one of his songs, yes. he rhymed, rhymed Texaco and Mexico, and he wasn't even born when Texaco was around. Wow. You know what I mean? I'm just—I mean, yeah. all my of the my hair is stuff, standing up. Right, yeah, he's right. here. Yeah, yeah, he sure is. Yeah. and 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 so when you read what he's done, when you read, and and this is not by brag, because I got nothing to do with it. I'm experiencing from across the street, looking at it. Um, it has to be something that went on it's divine connection. he drew his first breath. Yeah. 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 It's
6: divine yeah. connection. Um, I, you know, I I wholeheartedly believe that we're here. You know, as, as we do our humanly thing. You know, we're here to to do to work on whatever we worked on or whatever we chose to work on. And then as we go through those ordinary human things that we do throughout the day, the week, the month, the year, that we're really, um, lucky if we can put those into perspective that like, yeah, like this is why I'm doing this, or this is why this is showing up, um, for for some kind of message or some kind of lesson how about
0: about, i i I don't have any idea why it's going but i'm gonna go with it anyway but but
6: be open-hearted and open-minded enough to be able to to let that in for Mm -hmm. some people dave that's huge that's Mm -hmm. huge just to be able to say like wow okay i've never thought about that before in that way let me let me just ruminate on that a little bit. and maybe they'll take a walk, or maybe they'll just sit in silence for a little bit. But it's those little um, this morning I wrote about embers um, on my Facebook. Um, uh, you know, like I'm here. One of the reasons that the intent of the of the post was, um, you know to, to be able to to truly see and and hear, you know, the human beings that I know that I teach every day. And that I hopefully allow them a safe space and a space to be able to um, nurture the fans of their self-love, you know. And I believe that we all go around with these little embers in our heart and that we meet somebody, um, not necessarily even a romantic interest, but just like another human being who like your fan, like those little embers, they like burst up and it's like, oh my God, my soul sees your soul. And like we're having like a soul exchange right now. I know some people would think this is perfectly crazy, but um, but I feel it. For me, I know it's real. But that's, I know that's it's what I'm real. talking
0: about. When you say what yeah. people think it, it's crazy. <clears throat> we do this to ourselves too. We don't we open do. ourselves. We do. Dave, um, yeah. one, of the, one of the things that has infuriated me uh, personally—I uh, shouldn't say—that's kind of a tough word—but agitated me big time. Um, When I talk about Nick and I talk about the stuff that we have experienced and have it, and I do a a talk called 41 Signs of Hope, and I show evidence of these instances. And what happens is um, you present this. People who are blocked don't get the blessing of it. They don't get yeah. the blessing. And one of the words that drives me nuts is because of what I'm talking about and because many people, if not most, are not into this stuff, yeah. is the word lost. You, you use the word lost with me, and I have had to use it in the beginning of my talk. I hate that word yeah. because no one has gone anywhere.
4: Yeah. That oh lost. yes
0: brother. No one is going yes. anywhere. And, yes. and and I mean They're we just have in a different all, form. we yeah. have all kinds of evidence for it. Mm-hmm. And in my talk I talk about Bob Cat and he's a comedian yeah. and he used to say in his act, I lost my my job. So well, I didn't lose my job. I know where it is. Just when I go there somebody else is doing it, <laughs> right? And then then <laughs> he says later on in his act, he said, yeah, I lost my girl. He said, well, I didn't lose my girl. I know where she is. Just when I go there somebody else is well, never mind. Yeah, yeah, you know, I get it. And 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 that word "lost." I have been trying to find a different word. Yeah. I mean, we say "past" and blah blah. Yeah. But really, find a good word. But I have had to use "lost." Yeah. Because of its <clears throat> status and presence. Yeah. In that whole thought I, process, I think
6: it's hard. So, like, you're you're, um, you know, talking about um this concept that often when we talk about things in the divine and the spiritual world, it's really difficult to put human words around the feelings and emotions that I know what I feel is true. I would be on the shadow of a doubt. I, I know what I hear. You know, like, so So for me, it's very real. Um, so I guess t- two things. Number one, I, I see you and I hear you and I know what you experience is absolutely real. Um, the second thing, I think, is that it, going back to, like, everybody's um, contract, I, I do believe that some people just come and, and like, th- their contract is to just kick back and enjoy. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm going to drink whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever I want. And, like, that's my life. Uh, okay. Um, but that then there are those of us who um, who choose to do the hard work, who choose to see these traumas and and obstacles and barriers and really crappy things that happen to us as opportunities to learn more about ourselves. So being able to explain that to somebody, like there are people in my family who, you know, I don't don't think I'm crazy, but they don't believe in what I believe. And and you know what? I give them the Poor Auntie
0: Laura. You know how she is. Yeah. yeah.
6: And and you know what? That's okay because it doesn't affect who I am. My light's still going to be shining.
0: No, it doesn't. But But if you love these people and you want them to enjoy the party, you want to tell them go into the dining room. I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Believe me, I
6: invite people into my kitchen too, brother. And and I have people say to me
0: all the time, well, not say to me, but I know that people are saying, Oh yeah, I'm gonna, you're gonna meet Dave. Whatever you do, don't mention his kid. You'll, yeah. be sad. You'll be here until Thursday. You'll yeah. be here until Thursday. because I'll drive him crazy. <clears throat> yeah, you know. And that's the other thing. Let's talk about. You say that's sad. Let's talk about that. Because, that that's
6: sad that they say that. Because yeah, for you them. Be, yes, for exactly. Them. Because you know yeah. what? Nick is a part of your family. Oh sure, he of still is. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. Just just because he's not here. Oh, and that's that's another thing. Sorry. The Buddhists use a term called dropping the body.
0: Okay. Yeah.
6: So, okay. so uh, you know, like to, to your, you know, kind of getting back to like what do you call it? I uh, you know, like I don't like think most people Yeah, I don't <laughs> think like most people would understand what that right, means, right. but really in essence, if you truly understand that term, our soul is here. It's always been here and it will be here well after we're gone and and, and, and um, infusing its love and light into the, the the people that are still in earthly form yeah. Um, so yeah but you know and so that going back to the, you know like to talk about them, use their name
2: yeah like you know like
6: my my friend Melissa uh, Brestow, um, you know, her miles above heaven, miles is her son and miles was taken away in a, you know in a, in a motorcycle accident. He is very much with her. Yeah, very much with her. So I do believe that it is, you know, I, I find it hard too to what do you call it? Like my dad's gone, but Dave, every day, I, I he's with
0: me. Well, yeah, but we're still saying you said he he's taken from her, and my dad's gone. I mean, yeah, we have it in our lexicon, yeah. and we have to change the speaking yeah. of that. Those things like, and you say it, you know, you, I mean, we're on the air, and you're saying it, so people know what you're talking about. Yeah, but this very, this is what I'm talking about. The words like lost, yep. and we talk about, like we talk about Nikki in present tense. Yeah. You, you you think people think you're nuts. Yeah. Well, uh, most people would say, if we've ordered a pizza, most people would say, "Oh, Nikki used to love this pizza." Yeah. We say Nikki loves this pizza. Yeah. It's a little thing. That's a beautiful but thing. But it's a big thing. Yeah, it is. Big. And we, I honor uh, we that. We yeah. set a place for him yeah. when we go out. We always order an extra chair. We, you know, extra seating, whatever. Not that because we think he's gonna say pass the salt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but because we know, we want him to know that we know he's there and yeah. that he
6: his soul Easy. is will yeah. always be with you yeah. it will yeah. always be there and and i really do i honor that dave yeah, well, i i really yeah, honor yeah, that yeah. and i you know it's probably one of the hardest things that you know a human being can sign up for um and i honor the fact that he's still present tense it's, it's with you it's not, you know like that's critical Now i want to i want
0: to talk to i mentioned it earlier about Meditation. Now, yep. let me ask you: This is med- Could meditation be? I am. I am constantly mm-hmm. thinking. Yeah. My wife said to me, "Oh my God!" My wife will say to me, "What are you thinking about?" I can feel it. Yeah. I can, because we're very close, and, and yep. she'll she'll just say to me, "I know you're thinking about somebody." Yeah. No, no, no. I know you're thinking about. Yep. That's a form of meditation, isn't it?
6: Yeah. So meditation can be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like my brother-in-law is a surfer. Um, he, you know, I know what he's when he's out on that water, he's one with the water. He's that that's what he does. So uh, you know the Buddhists have a um, have a walking meditation where literally, you know you raise foot, move foot forward, place down, raise other foot, move foot forward, place down. Like it's a very purposeful, that involves thinking, right? So, so I, I think meditation is super broad. Like, so well, it could, I, yeah, yeah, it could yeah. be like an activity. It could, you know, like most people when they think about meditation, it's somebody sitting in the lotus position with their eyes right, closed right, right, and their right. spine erect, and you know, like you know, yep. maybe chanting or whatever. Like sometimes that's what meditation snoring. looks for me sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. other times it's just it's a mindful moment. You know, like I was. What happened in the classroom the other day? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what the actual circumstance was, but um, but I was I like turned around to write something on the board after I had just said something, and I'm like, thank you, Ramdas. Like Ramdas is one of my spiritual teachers. He's no longer here in form, yeah, yeah. but he's with. He's lives in my heart all the time. Like spiritual tattoo. Is one of his quotes, and I actually said that out loud. Now I don't even know like who heard that. But to me, that was a mindful meditation moment too, because I was aware in that moment, in that one second time span of like being connected with the divine. And that I, I am just a soul here that's happens to, to be talking about math in front of, you know, twelve to fourteen year olds. But but I, but but I but that's not really who I am. It's the it's the role that I'm in now, but it's yeah. not the most important mm-hmm. thing.
0: Um, well, that's what I tell people when I talk. Uh, um, do my talk? I say, you know, to igno- to verbally, outwardly acknowledge the sign that you've gotten from your your loved one who's yeah. on the other side. Yeah. To go ahead and say, oh, I, like we do. Okay, Nick. I know that's you. Thank you, sweetheart. Yes. You know, I mean, and though the, it's very important because it helps to reinforce your own belief. Yeah. And 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 it lets Nikki know. You know, I mean, these people are. I think I envision them as tap dancing as fast as they can to get our attention. (laughs) You know, hello. Yes. hello, I'm over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. And I think, you know, um, some of us, yeah, I don't like the word lucky or blessed, but, like, some of us can tune into that. And I wish that more people would. Like, because this life is so rich and so full of these beautiful you know potentially loving think, moments why
0: do you think that people who are not buying into this concept yep. Why do you think they block so heavily? Okay. They are, it's definitely a form of fear. It, amen? No yes, doubt.
6: that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, in my world, right, um, and a lot of this is based in A Course in Miracles, which took me mm-hmm. two years and nine months to get through. I mean, it's yeah. a dense piece of literature. Yeah. Um, the main, one of the main thrusts of that you know, um, body of knowledge is that we live on a spectrum fear is here, love is here. I spend most of my life actively purposefully making choices to turn towards love. So I wholeheartedly believe that um that people who are, are not hearing the the yeah. knocking they're yeah. they're not seeing the cuz signs are all around us. Well, they might be oh, hearing and not
0: recognizing. Yeah. It,
6: yeah. Or right? be, because they're not even willing Yes. to like Acknowledge open, the open fact the that, like, yeah. yes. So, like, yeah, like, y- I think that's the first step of, like, okay, of being humble enough to know that, like, th- what what this is is not really all there is. And and I think it that can't be. Yeah. This can't be. Uh, yeah, but I I do think it's a matter of being i don't know it's like two spectrums of either being being able to be humble enough to be able to, to appreciate the, the the divine nature of like like what we have here or they're too much wrapped in i guess what freud would call their you know their ego of like no, it would never be able to happen you know like it's stupid like and they they, they just label it but that labeling comes out of a place of fear when if they really were able to soften and perhaps be a little bit more humble um be able to to see like some of those things and it's it's kind of like a door creaking open like Urgh. like yeah, we yeah, you're, okay yeah. you allow yourself one thing and then it's like well once spirit kind of gets in there you know for me it blew my doors open like the first time i heard spirit voice i was like oh my god like this something here i was 13 mm-hmm. i was 13 in the middle of a traumatic event, you know. But um, so I do think that it's 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 on that continuum, Dave, of, of fear and love. Mm. We, and if more people live from a love-based stance, you know, then we'll be okay. And even in that love-based stance, there's plenty of room for logical, reasoning thinkers with open enough minds to know that, Okay, this may be, you know, like something that you believe in. I really don't, but I'm gonna give you the freedom to to be able to believe in what you believe in. I think even that that's that's kind of a bow to the to the love spectrum of things. Like, not something I'm into right now, but but I but I but I see you, and I and I see that this is good for you, and 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 that's maybe that's the answer to the previous question. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Of like, um, you know, like somebody who is totally a believer and somebody who's like, you, you know, I'm not a believer, you know, with with no judgment attached to it. Yeah, yeah, But maybe that's it of just of just being able to allow, you know, like you're your own person, I'm my own person, and together we're all, you know, like we, we, we find ourselves in these normal human situations like at work. Like, you know... Um, Where I I work with, you know, another person who I know does Reiki as well. And, like, we sometimes kind of talk about it. We're two soulful people. But, like, um, you know, I I don't know. It's kind of like a big mixing pot in which you're kind of, like, putting in different ingredients. And um, the goal is love. Um, but being able to see and meet people where they are and appreciate them mm. on their own journey. And a lot of things you don't even know about anybody else. Y- you know what I mean? They're just they're just doing their thing, and you're doing your thing. Mm. And it's kind of like a, you know, you bring in the math, it's kind of like a Venn diagram, you know, of like, okay, well, in this moment, we're okay. together. And I see you, I'm honoring you, and I don't know anything about your path, but, but we're here communing in... Mm you know, this lovely human interaction mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well,
0: to me, but yeah. you know, what do I know?
6: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, me too, right?
0: <laughs> do what I can with what I got. Um, now, are you doing uh, spiritual classes yourself? No,
6: not right now. I've, I've really kind of taken a break um, from that. Um, it was kind of a, a forced break initially, but now I, I'm kind of enjoying the time. And much like, you know, like the way I lead my life is, you know, I guess going back to that surfing metaphor with my brother-in-law, like, I'm just kind of riding the waves as they come. Um, I'm really enjoying my family. Um, You know, my daughter is off at college. So when she comes home, I'm really enjoying those, you know, those interactions. So I don't want to really be busy too much on weekends, because that's the time when she comes home. And my son is a senior, so he's getting ready to go off to college. So I feel very drawn. This is part of who I, uh, who I am as a person and what I do, too. I literally, you know, give a shout out to my friend Sue, I, I, I go with the flow. Like I, I just try to be in that moment. And right now, teaching would take me away from my family. So, uh, you know, could I go out and do it? Yeah, but it doesn't feel right right now. Mm-hmm. But I know, like I, you know, got a couple of classes rolling around in my head. I literally just have to sit down and get them, you know, um, on. I'm, you know, I'm doing this talk with um, Miles Above Heaven, so I kind of just try to do what feels right in that moment, and, and I'm and I do my best just to be there, just to be right there, right here, right now, mm-hmm. as Ram Dass would say, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And and, yeah. and and what in reading your. Um your posts on Facebook, um, I'm a comedian. So you know I think to myself, I can just imagine, uh, right, Nick, 1041. Uh, hey, I Nick. just imagine, imagine. love you too, brother. <laughs> imagine people going, oh, my God. You know, they get up in the morning and they get on Facebook for a few minutes before they go to work and they read some of your stuff and they go, oh, please. You know, like they're yeah, so. Yeah, I'm sure that there are. So, no, but I'm saying yeah. they're so. How do you help, how do you get these people who are, who are inundated with all kinds of crap yeah. going on yeah. and, and they just want out from under the blanket?
6: Yeah. I, I guess really the only <laughs> thing, you know, the only thing I can respond to that is, I'm me and I am a, a radiant light. I'm just going to keep on shining. And at some point, it may be the moment that they're taking their last breath I fully believe that before we leave, you know, before we drop our body, that we go through an entire life review. Um, and I was, um, my mom passed in um, April of 2020, and I remember when it was the height of COVID. You know, the nursing home that she was in. You know, they're like, "Oh, you can come in." I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not coming in." we, we didn't know anything. And all, yeah, you know, in yeah. April 2020. Yeah. But I remember like. Standing outside, like, God was good. Like, she was always—they moved her around, like, three times, three different rooms. David was always on the first floor. So when I went to visit from outside, uh, you know, and they would put the phone up, and I could see her, you know, going through her life review. Her eyes would be moving, and, you know, she would be mumbling stuff. And before Mm -hmm. she was in that state where she was getting ready to transition— We had such amazing conversations. Like she had one foot already out of this realm and one foot firmly planted still here. And it was amazing to be able to see. And I was with my dad. I was not with my mom when she took her last breath, but I was with my dad. And I will tell you, that was one of the most beautiful experiences I, mm. I mean, you talk about not being able to put words into it. And, and a lot of people would think, oh, my God, like, you just lost your dad. How is that beautiful?
0: Mm.
6: Because I know where he's going.
0: Yeah, that's the key. I know where yeah, he's going, and he's that's
6: there, it. and he visits me from there
0: mm.
6: every day, Dave. Mm. Every day my dad is with me. So I know what you say mm. about Nick. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't use the present tense with my dad. But he's with me. He's with, I mean, I am him. I am him. I am I am my mom is with me too. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just the way I move through this world and and to get somebody else to be able to to um, to to revel in that bliss too. I don't know. maybe it's just like mm-hmm. that's not what they called in that awakening, that awareness for this particular lifetime. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're doing you, I'm doing me, and I'm still going to be me. You can think that I'm the biggest kook, mm-hmm. but, you know, it is what it is. And, in, and
0: in people, that, that's part of this, I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, hi, you're on the radio. Hello.
2: Hey, Dave, good morning. It's Kathleen DeSimone, the non-believer. Oh,
0: there you We're going to try to <laughs> convert you, Kathleen.
2: Yeah, Well, I, but I, listen, I know we may have different feelings, but I think Laura didn't mention something. When Laura's dad died, remember, Laura? Yep. We came home. And your dad died, what month was his floor again? October,
6: October 18th, yep.
2: And what did you do in the backyard that afternoon? Yeah,
6: so this is a cool story. So we were all standing. So my dad had literally just passed, and I was already receiving messages from him. Jonathan Livingston Siegel, like, uh, so I'm listening to that, you know, lots of things. So I get home, and my family, it's October.
1: Mm.
6: Okay, it's October 18th. The four of us are standing in my backyard, and we're all hugging Dave, it freaking starts to snow.
0: <laughs>
6: it starts to snow.
0: peek October 18th. <laughs>
6: it doesn't snow in October, yeah. but it did on the four of us. And, you know, for me, water has always been, uh, yeah. you know, like I have a phrase which always comes to me, like wash me clean. Like yeah. he was, that was his message to us of like, hey, I- I'm okay. I made it. I'm here. You know, and thank you, Kath, for calling in. Um, yeah, very, I, yeah, I absolutely remember that.
0: Thank you, Mayor. But yeah. you still have to show up next week.
2: I'll be there, my friend. Don't worry. I look forward to it. Thank you, Dave. I
0: right, God bless you. I bye love bye you, now. Hon. All right, There Let me she goes. There she goes. There goes the mayor. By the way, in case you just tuned in, we're speaking with the mayor's wife, Laura Simone, and she's a, a, an educator, 7th and 8th grade math, and she's a spiritual teacher, and I'm learning a lot. And I'm going to tell you something. It was this, you know, this stuff goes back so far. Oh, yeah. And this whole, this whole other life and visits and everything, I want to tell you a story I want to share with you. I would love that, I was yeah. telling somebody last night. Joanne's father... Yeah, my wife Joanne's father, um, uh, gregarious, nice guy, kind of yep. guy, um, but an older guy, older than I. And and uh, <clears throat> and when Nikki passed, um, he was fascinated by all of the stuff that we were getting, little by little, by little yeah. more and more and more. I'll tell you two quick stories. One is, he was driving down a long country road. Uh, after Nick passed And he saw a kid Walking beside The road With okay. a blonde the hair yep. Blonde yeah. hair Leather jacket Walking up the road And he thinks to himself Gee It's a long road He said You know Maybe I'll offer the kid a ride And he thought No Today you don't <laughs> Go up and just offer Somebody a ride You know yeah. So he decided not to. When he went by it, and as he went by, he wanted to look into his rearview mirror and see if it really looked like Nikki. I think and I know he lo- the punchline. <laughs> and he and he was gone. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Oh my God! I know. He was, he <laughs> was just gone. And, yeah. and and that really that really motivated him now to tell this other story.
6: Like yeah. every goosebump is up <laughs> on my body. Hello, Nick.
0: Well, yeah. And when Joe, uh, Joanne's father's name is Joe. And when Joe um, was a little boy, yeah, his brother—this is how long ago this is—his yeah. brother was shot and killed uh. in a coal yard, uh, a train, coal, a train yard, yeah. where the kid was stealing coal. Oh, probably his house. Yeah, yeah. But this is, you know, yeah. And some drunk security guard shot and killed him. Jeez. So now Nikki passes, and 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 Joe has that experience. And then he tells us, we've never told this to anybody before. The day his brother was killed, right after his brother was killed, his brother came and said goodbye to him. Oh, wow. Came and said goodbye to him. And he'd never told anybody that. So we encouraged him said, hey, that was real. You weren't yeah. there. Look what Nick's doing. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> so a couple of weeks later, he's taking his sister to Foxwoods. Yep. They're in the car. So he gets the nerve, because this is old old school. Oh, yeah, old school, Oh, boy, uh, yeah. uh, Dementia City, right? Mm -hmm. He's out of his tree. So he gets the courage to tell the sister all about what happened with their brother. Yeah. And the sister says, he came to me too.
6: Oh, that's
0: beautiful. Is that stunning? Yeah. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> he came to me, too. Neither of these people opened and said anything to each other yeah. for fear that they'll... Yeah. It's not... I think a lot of it is for fear they're going to be talked out of it. Judgment. Or it's not going to be real. yeah. Yeah, but just yeah. it's going to make them, yeah. make the person doubt it yeah. because somebody else is going, what are you, nuts? Or, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm sure, which I get a lot. Oh, yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> giving me that. But, but And I think that's a cool story.
6: It is. It is. And I... I love it when people are, you know, like, if you were to ask me, like, how to classify myself, one of the things that I would say is that I'm a humble spiritual warrior, Uh, you know, like, so I don't go around talking about this stuff to to, 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 to everybody or anybody, like, but if we strike up a conversation, you're going to quickly know and feel who I am, you know, as a human being, um, so, I, I think it's really great when somebody can be vulnerable and share a, a, a really huge life event like that with somebody who potentially might poo poo it or, you know, call them a late, you yeah, know, yeah, label them yeah, as yeah, crazy or, yeah. you know, like whatever. So, yeah, I give people credit for that. Yeah,
0: especially That's the awesome. older people. Yes, No, yes. Now, Joe was on, he was not in the nursing home or anything. He was a, he was out and about, but I'm just saying. I I did a talk one time in a nursing home, and this woman raised her hand at the end, and she said, "You know, my my husband, when he was alive, used to push me on my shoulder, just push me with his finger. He pushed me on my shoulder to be funnier." She said, "And the other night I was in my apartment, and I felt a, a, somebody push my shoulder, and she's looking at me. She said, and I said, I know who that was." Yeah, she said, "Who was it?" I said, "It was your husband." And you want to see her face? Yeah, because she was frightened to death. Anywhere else to tell anybody? Yeah, for fear. Oh, there goes yeah. off the current. And you I know.
6: think the church has done some, you know, really helped to instill those barriers. You know that, you know, the you can talk all you want about like love and Jesus yeah, yeah, and yeah, God yeah. and yeah, stuff, yeah. but there's also a lot of messages which. of course. Which don't help promote that.
0: Do you know what I mean? You know, I've had had those, believe me, the conversations I've had. But people say, wait a minute, let me understand this. You want me to do a Hail Mary to a woman I never met in my life. You want me to pray to St. Jude, uh, Lost Cause. You want me to ask St. Anthony to help me find my car keys. And you want to bury St. Joseph upside down in the lawn in front of your house. But you don't think my kids gonna tell me where I put my glasses?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, pretty crazy that, that, how yeah, dichotomous yeah. we could be, right? It, it, it really is. It's just it's it's mind blowing. And
0: what? And one of the in one of the scriptures, Jesus says, "What I what you call miracles, mm-hmm. uh, I what you, I, I did, you can do and more." Yep. with your faith. Wholeheartedly, you believe. can do it more. Yep. It, it, it's very clear in Scripture. Yep. you know, yep. and and I don't think, and I've had this conversation before, but on the air, but I don't necessarily believe that. First, all, I know in, in my heart that Jesus wasn't talking about a physical resurrection. Yeah, he was talking about a spiritual resurrection, what Nikki has yep. has yep. enjoyed, and that people who didn't get it, people who were afraid, people who were went and May have taken his body out of there and did whatever, but I think that this was the the thing that he was saying, you know, uh, be not afraid, right? You know, right? It, it continues. Yes. Uh, and, and, and it's
6: uh, and it's a wonderful thing and a gift for, for those people like the two of us who really mm-hmm. see it and appreciate it and and walk in those footsteps daily. Like every moment is a new opportunity to 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 shed. A, what no longer serves us, and B, to open up and turn towards love. And, and again, when I say love, I'm not talking about a romantic love. It just turn towards the divine, you know, of of just pure. Right. Just again, here is one of those moments. Heart. Yeah, yeah like it's it hard to talk right. about the divine stuff yeah, in like it, normal right. terms. Yeah, well, but like yeah. just just let go.
0: But that's the problem. We're seeing uh, divine, problem. divine stuff in normal terms. The point is, the y- divine stuff is normal terms. Yeah, uh, It's yeah. not yeah. in normal terms. It. Yeah. it is normal terms. Yeah. This yeah. is the reality. Right. We're the ones walking around dumb as a stump. Yeah. You know, and this is what happens. Here you got your kid going, "Hey, Dad, Dad, I'm right here, Dad, I'm right here," and we're we're ignoring it. Yeah. We're, we're we're not hearing it th- We're not. yeah, and they're it, trying so hard, I
6: think it all comes back down to fear, like it really does, like that they're scared, and I'm not judging. I mean, everybody's entitled yeah. to be yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. do, you know, yep. like whatever yep. they want to do, but I can just speak from where I sit and you know, like where I am currently in my life, like it's a beautiful place to be, and i'm I'm trying to enjoy all of the different kinds of moments, even in a body like right now, which is really rebelling against me, like my feet are on fire. Like, you know, like, and so I can turn to that. Okay, so what does that mean? What chakra is that related to? Like, I I could could (laughs) go down all those roads, but, you know, I guess at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm thankful to be feeling even that. Like, Mm. to be aware of that, to be aware that I know that I'm impermanent. I know that... I know, I know that I've got a connection to something that a lot of people don't either care or want to, you know, whatever verb, to, to, to allow in, and I am fully turning towards that presence. Every moment that I, that I become mindful and, and more aware of that, for me, that's, that's my most real thing Is something that's actually intangible. It's formless.
0: Why have we brought up a society so afraid? You know, we're supposed to be. You know. uh, You know. We hear all kinds of other things um, about the deity, about whatever, and yet we are all afraid. Yeah. And I, I (coughs) I'm trying to understand that. We, we try to teach the the boys not to be afraid. That go do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, We have a son who, Billy, who's with the San Francisco Opera. And he was—he uh, had uh, disabilities, learning disabilities. He now sings in five languages. Wow! I mean, I mean—that's amazing. This, this, go, this Billy! Is, yeah, go, Billy! <laughs> yeah. I mean, this—you know—we just aren't willing to have the faith, yeah. and we're afraid of failure. That's what I think. Yeah. There, one of the things I talk about is the Santa syndrome. When I try to get guys onto this, right? Yeah, Yeah. The Santa syndrome, we were brought up to believe about Santa Claus. I mean, yeah. and then we we're told, well, maybe not. And then we it's you know, the, the truth fairy and they're gonna well, maybe not. And then it's the Easter bunny. Well, oh, well maybe okay, not. See, yeah. And so what happens is they're afraid that Lucy's gonna move that football. Right. Yeah. They yeah. they are afraid to invest for, they want it to be real. They want it you to be right. Yeah. But they're afraid to invest in it, yeah. and it stops them from opening or taking the yep. leap of yep. faith. Yeah. Right.
6: Yeah. And I don't. I don't know if the either two of us can figure out an answer to that today. But I. But I will tell you. 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 You speak the truth. Yeah. Like I. I don't know why. I don't know why we live in such a fear-based society. I. I do know that I can't. I can't do that. I, I I can't live in that. So I, I choose um, to, you know, put my uh, I guess what some people might label put my head in the sand. Mm. I don't know what's going on in the news. Like no, I, I don't. Right? I, I don't when I when I pick up the Sun Chronicle. That's 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 my view of the news mm. because I, I think like globally what's what's happening. This fear. Like a lot of people turning towards fear and then wanting to run from the fear, but then they don't know what to run to because their whole life they haven't been open to like anything.
0: Then what? Yeah. Yeah.
6: So you know, so I just choose to live in, you know, I don't want to call it a bubble, but like I'm just I'm just doing my thing. You know, like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. All I know is that, you know, today's Saturday, it's a great start to the day, and and I I'm having a wonderful conversation. I'm enjoying that. I'm in this moment. I, I can't think about that. But I, I I honestly don't know why we're here. I, I, if we haven't learned from the past, we're stupid. <laughs> and on that
0: note, I'm going to allow uh, Laura oh my God, it's Simone eh? to to leave. Boy, this Thank you, brother. fun. I, I really appreciate you. Good. Thank, Thank you. you very much. I you. appreciate you coming in yeah. because I've been wanting to have you back for a while. Thank you. And uh, it's worked out, and we'll do it again soon. Thank you, Dave. I, I appreciate I promise, you. Okay? And wait Thank a minute, you. brother,
6: before you go to commercial, you sure. know what I'm going to say, right? What? I love you.
0: Thank you. Love you too. Mm, I, see I appreciate you. it. Thank you yeah. very much. We're going to take a break, and on the other side, I'm going to have somebody on who probably won't love me as much as you. All right. Know. Very. good. I mean, I, I just have people it on. It feels good to hear I, it, though, I, right? I have good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> thanks again, <laughs> Thank Laura Simone, Thanks very much for being here. And we're going to take a break. And on the other side, my friend Patricia, who is uh, down in Georgia now, and uh, she's a writer and. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Final Hour, Candy and Company. Are you ready?
4: If
1: they ask me, I could write a book.
0: Want to say good morning, good morning to all police and fire personnel, civil servants, healthcare employees, and good old number 41. Okay, all righty. You and me together until noontime. My thanks to Laura D. Simone for doing her thing today. Really good job. Great conversation. We'll have her on again soon, I hope.
2: Good morning.
0: Uh, here she is, ladies and gentlemen. My next guest, Patricia. Uh from uh, she's well actually she's a she's a writer. That's did you hear the music I was playing for you? I
1: didn't.
0: This is this is it, it, if they asked me, I could write a book. <laughs> so I thought that'd be oh, pretty yeah. Well thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. Now, first of all, let's tell everybody um how we met. You and, me, you and me.
2: How did we meet? <laughs> we met on the radio. There I you know, go. There, yesterday, you,
0: yesterday. there you go. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Uh, tell us about uh, USA, Yesterday USA, first of all. Yeah.
2: It is, it is uh, Yesterday USA, and that is a hint about what it's about. Uh, it concentrates on old-time radio, although we don't stick to it. <laughs> Uh, we frequently have guests who represent older um, an older generation in entertainment. Uh, for example, we have um, Roy Rogers' daughter. Everyone ta- her granddaughter, his granddaughter, her granddaughter. Sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah,
0: I just had her on. Yeah, yep. yeah.
2: Yep. And um, you know, uh, Boris Karloff's daughter. Uh, you know, people who who represent old-time entertainment, and frequently radio. We concentrate on old-time radio, and everybody has a favorite. <laughs> and so I, when I, I do, or did, I have to pick this up again, um, what is called Patricia's Awful Show. It's pre-recorded, and I scour old-time radio shows to find ones that I think are so dreadful that they never should have made it to the microphone. And it's easier to get away with Bad than it is good because if I show people, oh, this is the best radio I've ever had, I'm going to get a thousand phone calls arguing with me. But for most of the other ones, there is no argument. <laughs>
0: really now, is. now speaking of that, now the other, I heard something on. Uh, is, now, would Vic and Sade make your uh, list?
2: No, no. Um, it, it was clever writing. The uh, characters, Well, one of the interesting things about Vic and Sade is that there were so many characters, but you didn't hear any of them. They happened on the telephone, or people talked about them. And, uh, But there are a lot of people who love Vic and Sade, and I guess if you stick with it for a while, you fall in love with the family. It's not my cuppa, so I don't listen to it very often. But no, it wouldn't make the office. Yeah,
0: it's interesting because um, one of the things that I find fascinating about old-time radio, and I, I listen to a lot of it, but the thing that kills me, and and first of all, the, the Vic and Say thing is something that happened. I heard the kid um, say, Well, that was white of you.
2: <laughs> that, that, I, that
0: was what? White of you. Uh oh. <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. This is yes. i yeah, boy, talk about, oh my God. And the other yeah. thing, but the other thing that really cracks me up in listening, for instance, to the commercials. On uh, oh Fibonacci and and Molly, let's say, and the announcement will say, mm-hmm. "Guys or husbands, have you asked your wife what she's using now to make her soup?" <laughs> or ladies, this is a husband-tested recipe. I mean, all oh. of the all of this sexist stuff going on.
2: Uh, yes. unbelievable. Yes. Yes, and, and the soap commercials are priceless as far as I'm concerned. There's one White King that is advertised on Shandu the Magician. Oh, yeah. And it, end, it ends with, now this is Wash Day Soap, and they're talking about laundry. And he finishes with, you'll love White King, and I think. I don't think so. <laughs>
0: Peekaboo. a yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it
2: worked that way. Mm. <laughs> so, and um, Rinso has a happy little wash day song. I I don't recall hearing my grandmother talk about happy wash
0: day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I, oh, you oh, you yeah. you'll put a smile on your husband's face when he eats this whatever. Yes. Though. Unbelievable. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Oh, well, you um, want to make sure it, everything's ready when he comes home. Right. <laughs> oh,
2: yes. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Now, now
0: let's talk a little and, bit. And of the termin- What? Yeah. No, no, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, that, uh, as you say, with the expressions, the terminology is, uh, you know, uh, Dipper McGee and Molly were in the movie house one night, and one said to the other, where is Alice? And he said, oh, she's up in the balcony petting with her boyfriend. Well heading in 1940
0: meant a whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah, it did.
2: He did. Yeah. So those kinds of things, you're right. And I think they're charming, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, well, I don't 10, know.
0: They 10, give me they give me the creeps, though. When I, when I hear it, I go, oh, geez, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny how our society has so changed. Now, let's oh. talk a little bit about how you got to be on Yesterday USA. How, how did yeah. that go?
2: Well, it's not really a long story, but it's—I think it's funny. I am a ju- talk show junkie. I love talk shows, uh, mostly the older ones, um, when people called in and they really did have conversations. <laughs> but, um, so, I was looking for internet talk shows one night, and I came across uh, a category in Live Three Sixty Five, if you remember that collection. Yeah. And uh, one one of them was talk radio, and I thought, oh, well, this is really cool, and I saw Yesterday USA, and I clicked on it, and I happened into um, Silver McGee and Molly show was playing, and it, it, I clicked on Yesterday USA, and I thought, Silver McGee and Molly, now I know, <laughs> because my mother and grandmother used to say, This place looks like Fibber McGee's closet. I had no idea. You know, what does a kid know Zimmer McGee? And so I started listening, and they had a chat room, and I checked in on chat a couple of times, and it was fun. They had a group of people in there. And that's how I found Yesterday USA, and Walden Hughes, who is now really the um, chief person at Yesterday USA, was in chat fairly frequently, and we got to talk, and he invited me one time to join him for one of the holiday shows at Christmas, which delighted me, and from there, it just happened, and now the two of us are on three nights a week, and he said, Patricia, we've been doing this for 18 years, and I said, what? So, it was 18 years ago, I started with them. Wow. I can't believe it. I, I know, I know, nobody stays in at anything for 18 years, but... I'm old
0: school, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess so. But it's good. I mean, it's doing terrific for you, and and uh, all eighteen years now. You you are on the air, though late Eastern time, right?
2: I used to be on Eastern. Right
0: now, I'm on Central. No, no, no. I mean the show. The show is on
2: oh, show.
0: late Eastern time.
2: Yes, it it starts at ten thirty Eastern. Our show, the it's twenty four hour broadcasting yeah. at YesterdayUSA.com. dot com. But um Walden and I are ten thirty three nights a week. And we victimize our listeners <laughs> three nights a week. we have a good time. You
0: know the show has changed over time too. Yeah, yeah. You cover a lot of different areas and do a lot of, oh, gym, but but of course, primarily initially anyway, this yesterday radio, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and, is. Funny. And and so you you like the radio, but but you're also you're also a writer. You you were you are still doing it, I think, right? Uh, and what what did you write?
2: I was strictly nonfiction and great admiration for people who can stick with fiction from the beginning of a story to the end. I was magazines almost exclusively for quite a few years and kind of branched out, but I always build myself as a generalist. People who were specialists and said, you know, I only do sports writing or I only do news, they lost work when... um, when the evolution of, especially after the economic crisis in 2008 and 2009, magazines pulled in, they were not farming out um, jobs to writers. They all thought they could do it themselves. And it didn't turn out too well in some areas, but, um, you know, so so people who did that exclusively, magazine writing, um, did not fare well. But I had kind of dipped my toe into public relations and marketing, and uh, I did website copy. So I had an opportunity to get more work. But essentially, nonfiction magazine, um, general lifestyle, business, golf, um, quite a few areas.
0: And did you do many um, um, uh, personal pieces, uh, individual pieces, that kind of thing?
2: I mean— like personal experience okay. no no,
0: I mean like uh, interviewing somebody uh about their life about their particular um uh, did you do any personality stuff like that as opposed Apparently, to I would, huh? um, I, go
2: ahead
0: no, I'm saying uh, well now now you're doing city. interviews with celebrities, so to speak yeah. Or, yeah, that that kind uh-huh. of did you do that kind of writing as too before?
2: I did. Not a whole lot of it, but yes, I did. And I had some really good opportunities. I remember Rosie Greer one time, uh, the football player. Yeah. What what an experience. The man is is built like a house. (laughs) He came through the door sideways. It was after he had left football, of course. And um, most sports people get bigger. You know, I mean, look at Shaq O'Neal. He used a string bait on the court, and now he isn't. And that's what happened with Rosie Greer. And he came, I don't know, he's well over six feet tall, came through the door sideways, and it was like shaking hands with a frying pan. You know, his hands were huge. And just the most gentle person. So I had opportunities like that um, with sports figures a lot. And uh, it was fun. It, it, it was a whole, it, it's really a
0: great way to make a living oh my gosh it Mm. was fun no that's terrific and so uh, when you're on the air now you got stuff coming up we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk more with my friend patricia who is uh incognito well she's also in georgia (laughs) but that's another story and when we come back we'll talk about (laughs) her career and what she's done and what's going on uh maybe in the future for her and yesterday usa you're listening to Kane and company stay tuned all right, back we are with uh, my friend Patricia from Yesterday USA, and uh, her own uh, career as a writer. And uh, so, see, that was the theme I was playing for you that you didn't hear. I thought you might like that. <laughs> Do, could you write a book? That's that, I'm hanging my head.
2: what. I'm hanging my head.
0: why? Why? Shame on me. For. I'm listening. Oh no, 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 you couldn't have heard it because uh, we're on a delay and and I knew you wouldn't be able to hear it when I was calling you. No problem. Um but the the reason I wanted to use that is because when, how did you start writing? When did when did that happen to you?
2: When I was 6. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm really serious. You know, I think back about that and people say, "Well, what made you be a doctor? What made you be a uh, yeah. you know, computer person?" I remember reading books. I was an um, early reader. i still am. <laughs> I'm still an early reader. Um, but I remember thinking, "Well, shoot, I could write better than that." And, honest to goodness, that was where it started. And as we, I grew up in um, I, I'm not. I, I would not say um, blue collar, but you know, lower middle class. I guess would be a big way to do it. And my Irish father had <laughs> the River McGee and Molly um, mindset that women stayed home and men learned to trade and went to work outside and it was trade school. And I thought there's got to be something better than this. And, um, you know, I really wanted to be a writer all, all the way through. And in high school, we took tests from a pro- what they called Project Challenge. It was a 20-year screening. They they followed us for 20 years. And at the end of 20 years, they told us what they had planned us as in the beginning as a result of these tests that they had given. And one of the three, the number one of the three areas they thought I should go into was writing. And I thought that that was really and by that time, of course, I I was earning my rent in writing. <laughs> yeah. And really, that's it. It was mostly through reading and understanding how powerful words can be. So I did a lot of um, teaching, um, with writing. You know, they say, "Well, you teach creative writing; you cannot teach writing. You can give them the rules and the, and the basics yeah. and yeah. what doesn't mm-hmm. work, and then they go and do it themselves." But that's what it was. All about, and I got to in a lot of areas pick and choose what I did, and turn down some some jobs that just did not sit right.
0: You know, you, you're it. right about uh, not being able to teach somebody. You're right, like you said, you can teach them. It's like teaching somebody to do stand up comedy. You can yeah. give them a few a few rules, right? Mm-hmm. But after that, they're on their own. Their own.
2: Exactly. Exactly. You know, they said, well, you know, I'm a writer. I could do this. And well, my premise is you shouldn't be breaking the rules until you know what they are and how to use that. Mm-hmm. So, you know. But, but some right, people. That, that's a great analogy.
0: But haven't some people um, done exactly that, just broken the rules, just doing done their own thing and become these terrific novelists, et cetera? I mean, it, I don't know about the can't break the rules.
2: No, no, no. And my my premise was you need to know the rules that you're breaking <laughs> and how to break them correctly. Yeah, you know. And they say, "Well, I can do whatever I want." I said, "Sure, you can, but you won't get published." You
0: know? Yeah, right, <laughs> and, right. Uh-huh. Um, yeah.
2: So, and everybody breaks the rules. It's it, it's an art form. The way individual people break the rules, but they should know what they're breaking before they break them. And that was my premise.
0: Have you, um, in, in all the people that we, we talked about and the people you've interviewed, celebrities or otherwise, um, can you think for me about um, a most interesting one or one of the most interesting things that you didn't think was going to be that interesting when you were assigned to do it?
2: Um,. Yes, I can think of one, and I can think of one that turned out that way. Um, one was I got sent out to talk with sheriffs in various counties in the state where I was living. I would rather not say it, but um, I, I started out with one really affable person. You know, sat down in his office and he, he had a cup of coffee, and he started out with, "I didn't take the money." I said. that was was the opening line and i thought this is going to be different from what i was prepared to ask and it was they apparently had a major major scandal about money missing from the sheriff's office in the safe of all things but but
0: you um, didn't know about it did you know about it when he said that no (laughs) no
2: county you know an hour or two away from me i started up on the, on, on the northern end of the coast and worked my way down and every single one turned out to have that kind of a surprise in it and i thought oh my gosh oh my gosh you know i mean you really have to be careful because all these people either were alive or had people who were still alive and um, so that was that was my big surprise, that that was a surprise one for me. Every single sheriff's office had a backstory.
0: Ah, and the other one?
2: Yeah, part another one. Um, one of my favorites, if not the favorite, was interviewing um, Golf Pro. <laughs> His name just jumped out of my, Ken Van Jury, I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, Ken
0: Van Jury, okay. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. And then Cherry was a pro golfer, um, took the Open one year, which is a major, major, it's like the World Series of baseball, and um, turned, after he retired, became CBS color commentator for golf. And he did that for 20 years. And when I approached the editor, the um, publisher of the magazine that I wanted to do it with, said, Nah, he's been done to death. Let me try, and he gave me an hour. That was, you know, I had an appointment for an hour, and he was reputed to be a crispy critter, pleasant and, and you know, gracious. But he, he was business, and that one hour turned out to two and a half hours, and he invited me back for the next day, and we just kept. Talking and talking, and I think that was probably the magic because he, we were talking. I was not interviewing, we were talking. And he talked about things about, for example, after a terrible car accident, he fell in love with the bottle. And it kept him out of golf for a long time. The injuries did. And then, of course, on top of that, he had this problem. And he told me the story about how he played in the Buick Open and was the first one. And um, if if he didn't, he was living in his car at the time. And if he did not make it here, he was broken. And he took the Open. And we kept getting stories like that. And finally, he said, and, you know, I was a profound stutterer (laughs) and, I did. And this guy does color commentary on television for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that. And he said,
1: um,
2: I, I, I sometimes trip into it. And he said, I have an article for you. And he went over to the uh, file cabinet and he started digging around and he started stuttering. He tripped over a couple of words. He said, I cannot do two things at the same time. It trips me up every time. Nobody ever knew that. And these were the kinds of things that came out in conversation. And it was okay with him that I used them. It wasn't, you know, this is off the record, anything. And it turned out to be an article that the publisher highlighted in the front of the magazine. Don't miss this one. It's it's there. It's a part of Ken Venturi you'll never see. And it was just an extraordinary interview with an extraordinary person. And that one will stay in my heart forever. He was just so open about these personal challenges that he faced mm. all along. And um, it was good. It must
0: be frustrating sometimes. You get a really good interview with some really good stuff, and the subject doesn't want you to put that on the record.
2: You know that story? You've heard my story? No. I guess not. Uh, Do you remember Derwood Kirby, who was with Gary Moore? I do, sure. Okay, a lot of that. And this, you know, we're talking old-time folks here, and this was even before I found Yesterday USA, and I thought, wow, this is great. Um, sometimes you reach people because the person you're talking with knows a person who knows a person who knows a person. Right, right. And I was interviewing a person and he said, maybe you'd like to talk to Derwood Kirby. And I thought, Oh, be still my heart. I'd love to. <laughs> so I found Derwood Kirby. No one knew where he lived, but I did. No one knew his phone number, but I did. And you know, I told him who I was and what I was writing and, and which magazine, and this is what I wanted to talk about. And we, we were on the phone for maybe 20, 25 minutes. And He said, I have to go now. I said, that's fine. You know, I really appreciate the time. He said, of course, you know, you can't use any of this. And I said, what? (laughs) Yeah. You can't use any of this. Like, we did not have this conversation. I am a silent person. And I had an option because he did not tell me up front. Right. You know, all of this is on the record. After the fact, so in in of for lack of a better term, it didn't count. And I could do the honorable thing and not use any of it or even acknowledge that I talked with him or have a great chunk for the middle of my article. And I chose not to do it. I mean, this was something he asked in all sincerity and he had retired and was an exceedingly private person, apparently, because he was stunned that somebody found him. So I didn't use it. And, 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 That's my story. That's pretty much the only one that happened that way.
0: Okay, so now you can tell me what it was you didn't use.
2: (laughs) It was was quite a while ago. Yeah, but he's
0: dead now. It doesn't matter.
2: It doesn't matter?
0: Yeah. No. No. No, What a little tidbit. I if I could remember. Oh, okay. (laughs) We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, she's going to be working on her memory. You're listening to Patricia. Uh, This is uh, Kane and Company. We're on until noontime, of course. And uh, if you'd like to talk to Patricia, I have anything else you'd like to comment on because we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Telephone number is 508-222-1320. You stay tuned, all right? Ah, my friend Patricia's on the air with us and uh, we're talking about all the stuff that she's written about and um, is uh, doing now on Yesterday USA. Uh, What do you got coming up for uh, guests? Anything special that we should know about?
2: Well, we just had one of what I think is the more interesting people. We had Robert Howe, who was a friend of George Burns for almost 20 years. And I worked for him occasionally. And and it was such great fun because you get personal insights, not down and dirty stuff that you find in a lot of magazines, but I mean, personal insights that you can't find anywhere else except for personal conversations. You put us on to Bobby Rydell one time and that turned out to be just a a dynamite interview. He was so open and, and so gracious. Um, So, you know, mostly past because Walton makes arrangements for these interviews and I have to pick up the phone and say, Walton, who is this?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know well do you know
2: who do you do Yeah, he'll he'll just send an email and say we've got uh, a guest coming on this date (laughs) and I say, Who is he? And it's so embarrassing because I need a head start, you know.
0: Well Um, but do you know who Gary Lewis is? Yes. Gary oh, yeah. Lewis and the, and the Playboys. We just had him on here. I just, I've just i had him on twice, actually, in the last couple of months. Uh, he just He's celebrating his 60th anniversary in broadcast. So wow. uh, I'll, I'll send you that contact after I get permission. Uh, oh, that, that would be
2: great. Maybe
0: I'd like to have you him know, on. Yeah.
2: You know, one of the things that should not have surprised me but did, and I'll tell you how ignorant I am by telling you this, is that we have a very large audience in the blind community.
0: Ah, yeah. And
2: it it, it always, uh, you know, puzzled me. And I finally woke up one day and said, well, of course, it's an audio medium.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, yeah. (laughs) McFly. McFly,
2: Right. (laughs) Duh. It was one of my Hmm. duh moments. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, we we have... um, and Walden refers to me as the pinup girl for the blinds community. <laughs> <I'm very laughs> <to check>
0: community. <laughs> That's interesting.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, we just had on some lions this morning, and uh, they're going to do something called dinner in the dark. Do you know what that is?
2: I do, and it apparently is great fun, and for yeah. people like Walden they will fine. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, he'd be fine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, and so that's uh, that's one of the things they're doing uh, down here, and that was funny you said that about. Uh, and, and you know, um, uh, there are a lot of people in radio like Walden who are pr- performers who are not just just listeners; mm-hmm. they're you know mm-hmm. producing and 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 making things happen, and that's really cool. And in addition to that, you have the Gasman brothers on there, right? Yes,
2: Gasman brothers. Yeah, and
0: they're also blind and mm-hmm. they they run quite a ship there. They're doing lots of stuff yeah. happening, lots yeah. of interviews and mm-hmm. lots of stuff going on. It's called Yesterday USA and you can check it out online. And now uh, let me ask you. I'm going to try to pick your brain a little bit, okay? Um, yeah,
2: bro. Okay.
0: When you interview people, uh, did you have a particular, oh, I don't know, series of questions that you would ask them not having to do with their their own, to to loosen them up, or if it's a personality mm-hmm. interview. Did you have ways that you like to use more than once on these people?
2: I typically opened almost all of my interviews with, I'm not married to any of these questions, and if you want to talk about something else, that's great. Okay, yeah. And it just left every door open, but I had something in front of me that could, tickle some conversations and i had always tried and still do uh, to do some background research and sometimes it really pays off like sarah karloff for example we had a great conversation more than no. once with sarah the
0: no sarah karloff is um um Boris, boris's yeah. daughter right correct yeah, correct. Okay. yeah.
2: And, um, when we got finished she said, that was the best interview I ever had. Nobody asked me those questions. Yeah,
0: that's the part yeah. I like to hear. Yeah, I like it when an interviewee says that. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's so much fun when, when I hear somebody say, Boy, that's a great question. Nobody ever asked me that before. And then I know I've hit pay dirt. Um, so, Yeah. But that's the way I start. I always started out. I'm not married to any of these questions talk, mm-hmm. we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Anything you want, but these, these are my starters.
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. That's the way you do it. Now, do you find yourself, I'm sure you do. I, I shouldn't even ask this, but for people who don't do it for a living, is, don't you agree that the real key to a really good interview is for you to listen to the answers?
2: Heavens to Betsy, yes. Just shut up and listen. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the people, especially newcomers, will frequently try to, and that sounds really crude, but try to impress the other person with how much the interviewer knows. Right. He doesn't right. care. You're there to find out how much he knows.
0: Right. <laughs> well, sometimes of- they want to endear themselves to the interviewee, right? Exactly. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, mentioning a key point, oh, yeah, I played that course, you know, 20 years ago, period. That's that's really great. <clears throat> but one of the horror stories I tell all the time, I was listening to a PBS show. Someone was interviewing Bill Gates. And that can be pretty dry and mundane. And he branched off into an area that nobody had ever talked about before. Nobody. And I thought, wow, listen to this. And suddenly the interviewer broke in and said, here's my next question. She was following her own script and just trounced on the most wonderful opportunity she will ever have in her broadcast years yes. and just ran right over it. I mean, you know, you, you show up with questions, you don't need to use them, but you show up with them. And I, I was just, whatever it was, I don't even remember what it was, it was that long ago, but whatever it was, for me, mm. it was really an interesting area, and I knew that he had not talked about this before.
0: And also and also the the other thing that the, the other thing that I've used on occasion a lot actually is you ask a question and you mm-hmm. you feel it is a question that they they really want to give an answer to when they get to the period in their sentence shut the hell up yep and if you wait within 3 seconds they'll continue talking yep you should found that
2: dead air is dead air is so unnerving to most people. They have to fill it up, which is why you get um and er yep, <laughs> so many yep. times in the middle of sentences. But you're absolutely right. I love that technique. You just sit there and look. Like you, you, I'm just, just, just
0: I, 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 and, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And <laughs> uh-huh. and it really <laughs> does make a difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: yeah, and it it emphasizes that you give the other person an opportunity to talk about anything they want, and that works.
0: It's yeah. really tough though because you you in order to um, well inform the uh, the listeners, uh, you need to kind of start in the beginning with a little bit of the the stuff they've answered fourteen thousand times.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know, just a couple of things, but then if you can find something, I had. Um, I had uh, Paul Anka on several years ago here, and uh, his people, you know, oh no, you've only got him for a, a, a half hour, mm-hmm. and da da da, and, and don't ask about this, and, oh, no, no, and only, and you got to plug where he's gonna be, and and all that stuff. I said, yeah, okay, fine, but I surprised him, because what I did was, I, I, you know, that he wrote the Tonight Show theme. Do mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Well, and that then he gave half of it, of course, to Carson, because Carson <laughs> went, so he got half the royalties. But what he didn't know, uh, I knew, was that that Tonight Show theme was a theme he had written years before for a song ah. that mm-hmm. Annette that Annette Funicello recorded:
2: Oh my gosh.
0: So I said, okay. I said, you know, and we're talking. I said, okay. I know you. I said, now listen. We have a little game that we play, and I could hear him on the radio. I could in the phone. I could just hear him thinking to himself, "Oh Jesus!" I said, we have a <laughs> name that tune. We're gonna play name that tune. So I'm gonna play a song for you, and you tell me if you recognize the song. And he must have thought this guy's crazy. And I played this song with net Funicello singing the words to da 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 da. And he's, and the first thing he said, Where did you get that? Where, <laughs> where did you get that? Where did you get that? And, uh, and that begat, of course, a lot of conversations about him pitching the song and making the deal with Carson and all that stuff. But here's the punchline for you I had a half hour. And I said, well, I said, my, my time's up. I only have a half hour. And I didn't say because of you. I just said I only have a half hour. And he said, well, you know, he said, I'm off next Tuesday. You want to do it again?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. So I said, okay, yeah. great.
0: So the following Tuesday I called him and we did the rest of the interview then too. Yeah. But it was funny about how, the, and the people around these people can be a real pain in the neck.
2: Oh, gosh. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah,
0: no, you tell me about it.
2: hmm Oh, you want me to tell you? Yeah,
0: about it? you tell me about your experiences with it.
2: Um, well, one of them that comes to mind is the Statler Brothers. We had 20 minutes with the Statler Brothers. Yeah. But, excuse me, not the entire group, not the quartet, but we started, or I started. I found Don Reed, who was the lead singer, the tenor. Yeah. And he was one of the two actual brothers in the Statler Brothers. And I had 20 minutes. And I thought, Oh, my gosh. These people are so rich, you know, in their backgrounds. And I got close to the 20 minutes and I said, Don, I know we're coming up on our, on our deadline. How are we doing on time? I leave it up to them. And and he said, oh, we're fine. Go ahead. Keep going. And I waited for another 20 minutes and Don, how are we doing on time? Oh, that's what we're fine. We're fine. (laughs) As long as they're having a good time. Yeah. And through, through that, we wound up with the brothers, the two of them, Harold and Don, on one time. And it was around Christmas time. And we were talking about their Christmas experiences. But what was fun for me was that two of them talked with each other. And that got more information than I could have. Ah. And it, it was kind of surprising because they had lunch almost every day. They live in the same town that they, or live... Uh, um, Harold has passed since then. Um, but they grew up in the same town that their parents grew up in, and they still live there, and their kids live there. It's just one of those down. Home, Rhode Island no Business Competition.
0: Yeah. Keep going. Pardon? No, go ahead.
2: Well, um, one of the things that they got to was, uh, we were talking about their careers, and Don said, when I was in first grade, the teacher called two of us up to the front of the room before a recital and said, you can move your lips, don't sing. (laughs) And uh, Harold Harold started to laugh, and he said, you never told me that. <laughs> and these were the kinds of things that were coming out. So, yeah, you, you just give them room, and yep. they'll go. So they, were, they were an yeah. awful lot of fun. They
0: yeah, and, and, the, and the people around them, they, they don't help them. I, I had to oh, I didn't have to. I went um, from the station here years ago. Uh, I went to, to Hawaii for a promotion for a trip that we were giving away, and I was able to get a hold of Don Ho's people, and I wanted to, mm. and I wanted to interview Don Ho. And, and, I, mm. I, I, and I also did a cable show, so I, I wanted to get some video too, so I got a videographer out there. And I talked to his people, and he said, okay, uh, you only have 20 minutes, Where it was. Um, Don't mention anything about his service. He was in the Air Force. Don't mention anything mm-hmm. about his military service. Don't do this. Don't do that. Make sure you mention, mm-hmm. well, you know, he's blah, 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 blah. So uh, I was in a hotel, and uh, it was uh, Hilton in uh, Hawaii, and um, I was supposed to meet him down uh, at a area they had set up, and I go down there, and I sat down. I met him. I said, thank you very much. I said, now, I want you to know I've been told, you know, uh, we only have so much time, mm-hmm. and I'm not to, supposed to mention certain things. And he said, wait, wait, wait. He said, first of all, you have me for as long as you need me. He said, secondly, you ask me anything you want. Now, this, <laughs> which made for a great interview because he was a great interview. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, But these people who are supposed to be helping, you know, not just protecting, which is what they think yeah. their job is, but they're supposed mm-hmm. to help them uh, look good and sound good and, and be good. yeah and they don't seem to get it.
2: hmm uh, I, I agree. That has happened to Walden and to, to me several times. And eventually we, as you say, you know, eventually we wind up talking about some of the things that were promoted as the no-no list. And it, it, It's usually very rich with great stories and sometimes very heartwarming stories.
0: You wonder where the list comes from, right? You, you, the PR people. Yeah, you know? I know, but you. Why would yeah. they pick those things? Why, why would they make a list of those kinds of things? It, it drives yeah, you crazy. I have no
2: idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: you know, it, it could be, and this happened before for me as well. It could be that they had a bad experience with an interviewer in that particular area.
0: And yeah, probably. It, yeah.
2: accident to a corner. Yeah, it happened. Oh, yeah. I, I did. Um, articles about the shrimping industry of all things I lived in an area where the largest at the time the largest shrimp boat fleet was uh, during shrimping season and they were really gracious people (laughs) the first guy I talked to I walked into his office and I was you know like on the waterfront for gosh sakes (laughs) and and he said he's got a machete on his desk and I thought this is not going to go well. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> or if it doesn't go well, what's going to happen? Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, and and we had a great conversation. He was just one of those down-home, affable people. He was just a down-home boy. And when we got to the end, he said, you see this thing on my desk? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I certainly do. Can't miss it. Can't miss it. And um, he had just finished... An interview with a newspaper person. And the interview picked apart and crucified the shrimping industry. Heaven knows why. I know that, you know, there are always some things that you can pick on and you concentrate on the bad stuff. Sure. But he he wanted to start out in an intimidating position. And he did. <laughs> 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 about it. You know, mission accomplished here. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and from that point on, because I was really interested in the industry, not in the bad stuff that might go on in the back. But I wanted the people who works in this industry and how do they do it for heaven's sake? Yeah, and. I got invited back three or four times. I mean, I didn't even have to call him. He would call me and say, you know, we've got something really great coming in this oh, week. Great, and he to sit down and talk to me about it. And it, it was such a wonderful experience. You know, he tried to get me on a shrimp boat one time.
0: Shrimp <laughs> boats are common. <laughs> dancing tonight. Yeah. I
2: can't swim. <laughs> so, but, yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes it's just a bad experience that precedes you.
0: Wow! I, I it was, I'm, I'm, here's something else that I I tell people about these interviews that I've had to do too is I had the chance to interview Steve Allen. Oh wow! I know, and I I was all excited. Oh my god! And and you know he was smack, smack and all that stuff, but he also had uh, that series called Meeting of the Minds. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. And Meeting of the Minds. By the way, we were talking with my friend Patricia from yesterday, USA. And um, and, and, and so we were, I was all excited. And so he came on. And the first thing I said to him was something about, boy, I really, you know, I know you're a great entertainer and a comedian, but I really enjoyed Meeting of the Minds. And this was me trying to suck up to my interviewee. Yeah. And I said, I really have enjoyed Meeting of the Minds, which I did, but I, I took. And what a mistake that was. Uh-oh. Well, because I struck a nerve. And he went, oh, yeah, well, I'm glad you like it, you know. And then he was off and running for my entire tw- 25 minutes, whatever oh, I had. No. Everything was all about it, all stayed on on, <laughs> on that a meeting of the minds, and I'm thinking my audience is waiting for him to go smark smark, you know, and and, and nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also think I also think I did um, I did one of the last interviews with um, uh, Senator Claghorn, Kenny Delmar. hmm I did I did one of the last interviews with him. hmm And the other one I had was Mel Brooks. Mel, oh, no, right. not Mel, not Mel, Mel um, Bugs Bunny. Um, oh, um, Mel Blank. Mel Blank, thank you. I did Mel Blank, and um, uh, I did interview, but he sounded like he was just, he was quite old at the time, and he sounded like yeah. he was beginning to, to drift. And the yeah. other interview I had, uh, what I thought was really interesting, by the way, the Kenny Delmar interview, it, I did it mm-hmm. around the time that Bing Crosby's son put out the book about Bing Crosby. And I happened to mention it to him, and he went off on a thing about how awful it was that the boy would write all that mm-hmm. stuff. And da, 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 da. And I, I said, oh, have you read the book? He said, no, but I've read about it. I said, well, would you like it? Yeah, so, <laughs> I, so I sent him my copy of the book. Uh-huh. And, and shortly after that, he passed away. And uh, and uh, but it was, and, and and the other thing I want to tell you was, do you you remember a great movie, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn? Oh sure. Well, the 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 woman that played the mother on that, and I'm not going to remember her name. Uh, I can't say. Yeah, she was coming. She was coming to the in Providence to perform on stage. And she was in her 80s or early 80s then. And I could tell in the interview that she wasn't quite on the page.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said to her, well, can you tell me um, about such and such? I forget what it was. Can you? Could you tell me a little bit about whatever it was? And she said, oh, yes, I'd rather tell you when I see you. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> she wasn't going <laughs> to see me. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. tell you when I see you. And I thought, oh boy, help me. <laughs> and <laughs> Mel
2: Blank. Yeah. Uh, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And M- Houston, we have that problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Mel Blank was great, but Mel Blank started to tell me a story he had just told me oh. N- near the end of the interview. He started all yeah. over again, you yeah. know. And so I quietly moved on and thanked him for his time mm-hmm. and. Because I didn't want to, you know. Yeah. yeah, But 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 it's it's a lot. There's a lot of great stories, isn't, isn't there, when you you talk oh, to yeah. people, and give them a chance yeah. to say what they really want.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's really all you need to do. They do a better interview with themselves than you could possibly do sometimes. Yeah,
0: that's that right. If you just be quiet, right?
2: Yeah. Ask the question,
0: yeah. and then listen.
2: And shut up. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so this this
0: concludes our class on how to how to interview celebrity people and uh next week we'll be talking about other things. Um are you going to um are you on the air tonight uh USA? Yes. Oh you are. Yes. Uh do, who mm-hmm. do you have on? Do you have anybody on? Me. Do you have a guest on tonight? Me. Oh, you? No, we
2: don't. Um, (laughs) It's going to be a free-for-all, and that's what they've been turning into lately. I mean, we actually spent time on Thursday on mushrooms.
0: Mushrooms. Mushrooms. I've heard your show. It sounds like you're all on mushrooms.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Sure, we started with the Brown Derby and took off. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we started in the right place, but... You know, you just kind of keep
0: dripping. Mm. Now this is this is good stuff because I think when you think more and more about it, you come up with all kinds of stories of people that you've met and talked to and stuff. If you can, you think of something that you learned, not about the person, but just you yourself have learned from interviewing a person or from your collection of interviews. What have you learned?
2: Dave, I think it would be easier to tell you interviews. I didn't learn something in. Oh yeah. They always had, they always had some. You know, building a golf course. Would you believe? Yeah. I followed a golf course being built, and it was fascinating. You know, people think they go yeah, to a yeah, yeah, and land, right, and grass, and it was. I mean, it was just incredible. So yeah, the everyone, almost every single interview, I've learned something. But the golf course, I think, was one of the more fun ones. All about
0: how to do uh, how to build a golf course Cause, uh, because it's yes. fascinating what they do because they do slant it and move it up and, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's really yeah.
2: something. And the, the, the bunkers are you know, some of them have signature, all of them have signature bunkers, all of the designers, yeah. Um good well,
0: stuff. Do they have so? So, who do they usually have, Archie or Edith? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the, the other kind of bunkers. I'm sorry, it was. It was
2: we had them. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so will Will you uh, promise to come on again one day? I
2: will. I have such a good time with you. Thank good. you. Well, I we'll
0: do. Yeah, to. we'll do it again. We'll have some fun, and uh, um, we'll chat off the air, and uh, we'll get you back on when you feel like it, when you're not half asleep, maybe from being on last night. Right? Were you on last night? No,
2: I wasn't. No, good, oh, good, safe. good. I have no excuse. I have no excuse uh-huh. at
0: all. All right, well, thank you so much, Patricia. We'll talk soon, okay?
2: Thanks, right. You stay safe.
0: Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Say hi to everybody for me at yesterday. I okay? will. All right, bye-bye now. There goes Patricia, and she's going to be, she'll be back uh, because there's lots of stuff to talk about, and you can learn about people. But as for me, guess what? I must be going...
4: I cannot stay, I came to say I must be going,
0: I'm glad I came, but just the same, I must be going, for
2: my sake you must stay, for if you go away, you'll spoil this
4: party, I am brewing. I'll stay a week or two, (laughs) I'll stay the summer through, but I am telling you, I must be going.
0: All right, boys and girls, mom and dad, children of all ages. I hope you uh, enjoyed today. I had fun. We had uh, Benny and Kevin on and Karen, all from South Attleboro Lions and the, the uh, South Attleboro Village Lions or the Village South Attleboro Lions. I don't know. Anyway, February 9th, they've got their dinner dance. You don't want to miss that. It's going to be great. February 9th, you check out online the South Attleboro Lions, all of the things they've got going on, okay? And then I want to thank Laura D. Simone for doing her thing. It was a great, very spiritual experience. Uh, and um, we got to get her back again down the road. Uh, next week, by the way, uh, Kathleen D. Simone, the mayor of Attleboro, will be with us. And I also want to thank Patricia from Yesterday USA. Um, Always fun to talk to her. And we'll see if we can get her to come on back and tell us more stuff. But as for me, guess what? It's time for me to say...